Welcome to episode 23 of Film Yak, our weekly podcast for movie discussions. I'm John. I'm Kevin. John. Ethan. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about John Uthan's uh, pick, which is Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon. This is our second three-hour late 18th century epic in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to go for three? Go for the three. duelist? Duelist is not three hours. It's not three hours. Not three hours, three yeah. Hours. Do Gettysburg. <laughs> a little later, but still like four and a half hours would be pretty good. I don't know, kind of along this, kind of the same time frame, I think-ish. Yeah. hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, what? This movie takes place from like 1769 to 1788 or something. Right. And Amadeus so, is like the same time. It's like 1783. Yeah. Which is when Amadeus yeah. ends, I guess, because that's when Mozart died. Yeah, right. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're going to talk about Barry Lyndon. We're also going to talk about lots of other stuff we watched and some news and stuff like that. So uh, how are you guys doing? How's it going? Good. How's it been since last time we met? Exact same. Every day is the same. Every day (laughs) runs together. (laughs) Like Groundhog's Day or like Nine Inch Nails? Nine Inch Nails. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that bad. Whichever one's Uh, worse. Yeah. Just, yeah, every day is exactly the same. Yeah. Wow, Life of an adult. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You really fall into a rhythm, and then there is no escaping the rhythm, <laughs> no matter what you do. You yeah. just slowly rot it's away. It's the event horizon. Once you enter, you don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sam Neill shows up. Yeah. And <laughs> shit gets weird. Yeah. I remember I was telling somebody this recently, but um, on the Vent Horizon, we went to, we rented it when I was a child, and my dad rented it and we watched it together. And no, it's not a scary, it's not like a thing where it's like I was scared. Or anything. I probably was. I was scared shitless. My dad did the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. I was scared out of my mind. I honestly don't. I don't really remember what I felt about it, except for I remember the speech that Sam Neill gives about singularity, which mm. I thought was really interesting, even at the time when I was like twelve or whatever. But anyways. Uh, there's a scene when they're outside the ship, and uh, one of the guys like presses a button to open a door. My dad was like, "That's a pneumatic hand sander." He just pressed. <laughs> he's like, "Identify." He's like, "He's like a, it was the pneumatic, the top of a pneumatic hand sander that they had like fixed into the next to the door to make it look like a, a button for thing." Oh, wow, that's awesome! Pneumatic hand sander. Anyway, um, yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I guess let's get to some uh, news items. There was a Super Bowl over the weekend, which uh, I didn't watch. Did you guys? No. Um, no, I didn't watch it. I follow a Seinfeld thing on Instagram, so I was just looking at all the like little memes and videos that that guy created, which were pretty good. But uh, the game itself, I had no interest These in. These are memes about the game? Yeah, like... Um, like when someone's talking during the Super Bowl and it's like Jerry rolling his eyes <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, double dipping during the Super Bowl party. Oh, yeah, you you double dipped the chip. Right. <laughs> you dipped it. You took a bite and you dipped again. <laughs> That's classic. Um, yeah. Well, uh, they released some uh, pretty high profile trailers during the Super Bowl or mm-hmm. I guess teasers that were later expanded online. That's right. what they said for the solo one. I didn't see the uh, Super Bowl either, so I don't have any idea. But um, 
I guess let's talk about the solo trailer. What you guys are you guys psyched for solo? Are we are we thinking that this uh, uh, this kid from uh, Hail Caesar is going to play a young Harrison Ford properly? I think it, from the trailer alone, it looks pretty good. Not gonna lie, like uh, yeah, I don't know what well, looks, looks good about it. It just looks looks good. No, uh, it looks like entertaining aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically oh, and like looks, it, yeah. it feels. I feel like it could be entertaining. I do feel like it looks. There's <laughs> something. Ever since, like, after Force Awakens, especially with the uh, side movies like Rogue One, Mm -hmm. there's, like, this effort to make them look extremely pretty. Yeah. Which is kind of strange because I never really think of, like, Star Wars as being, like, high cinema in, in, like, cinematography-wise. Yeah. But, like, this movie, I agree, this movie looks, like, the trailer looks really good. I think they kind of got the feel for it, too. Like, uh... The guy who's playing Han Solo, he looks like a young Han Solo. Like, not facially, but, like, his hair. It looks like it's from the 70s, kind of. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, it, all the characters just look kind of 70s-esque. Yeah. It's, it, it fits. But I was I thinking know. about this. How old was Harrison Ford when the first Star Wars came out? It had to be, like, 40, huh? Or close to 40? 40? I think so. In 77? I, Let's mm, check it. Because I was thinking, like, how old could this kid possibly be? In, like, 10 years, he's going to be the same age yeah, as Harrison Ford. True. And it's like he's... How he's, old is he in this movie? I honestly don't. I can look up the actor I, and tell you. Let's see. I'm pretty sure he was, like, late 30s. I don't know. I was thinking he was, like, 27. Oh, really? Wow. I don't know for sure, though. Yeah. He was born in 42, so in 77 he would have been 35, yeah. Yeah, right. 35, yeah. That's crazy. I, I would never... I would, he's like almost 80, I think. He's huh? 75. 75. He's going to be almost 80 when he's in the next Indiana Jones who's coming out next year. Wow. That's really a thing that's happening? Oh, yeah. It's done. It's a done deal. Good grief. But I don't think George Lucas is involved. Okay. Is he not? I don't think so. I think he might be like a producer or something, but I don't think he's writing it or anything like that. Like, he came right. with the story for the last, well, all of them, and then obviously the last one also, which everybody hates. <laughs> what about uh, Spielberg? No, he's coming back. He's directing. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Okay. They, the, uh, the people who own it, <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy or whoever is in charge of it now, mm. had said, because there was rumors that... Um, Chris Pratt was going to take over. Oh, God, no. Like, they were going to try to do, like, a James Bond thing. Stop it. Oh, no. But uh, she said... What uh, the fuck? She no. was like, She was like, Indiana no. Jones is not Indiana Jones unless Spielberg and Ford are involved, and once they're done, it's over forever. Yeah. Thank you. Like, thank you. Stop rebooting shit. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich is 28, so in seven years, okay. he'll be he'll look just like Harrison Ford in the first Star Wars, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> almost no resemblance whatsoever. Yeah, right. I mean, and I don't remember him being, like, he wasn't bad in Hail Caesar. No, uh, I, thought, I thought he was one of the better parts of Hail Caesar. Personally. Yeah, I mean, like, that scene between him and Ray Fiennes was genius. It was probably the best part of the movie. Um, you know, like, mm. like Tour de Devosa Simple. Tour de Devosa Simple. Twer, that it was so simple. Stop it! What are you doing? Twer that it was so simple. Not to get off on a tangent, <laughs> yeah. but that was brutal. That scene was horrible. <laughs> I remember all Whatever. of us were so frustrated. That was like the most frustrating, yeah. upsetting scene. That movie was, as a whole, upsetting yeah. and, and very frustrating. I was like, how do you make this? Like, like all this, all of, all of this, all these sets and actors, and you make this. I'm, I'm confused. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, Channing other, Tatum ruled. Right? Oh, yeah, he was, he was oh, all yeah, right. Yeah, he yeah. danced a lot. Yeah. Yeah. His dancing was pretty sweet. Well, he's a dancer, so. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, back to the Super Bowl trailers. <laughs> right. Uh, the Mission Impossible Fallout trailer was released, and I'll speak for myself. I'm rock hard for this thing. 
<laughs> it looks great. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It looks really good. And visually, it looks uh, pretty impeccable. It just looks um, so like so much fun. And it looked like the, the violence that, that's in the trailer looks when very real. they throw real. the guy through the mirror? Yeah. It looks like they're... Yeah, yeah. It looks like the actors are involved in the, in yeah. the throwing. <laughs> it's pretty crazy looking. Yeah. And also, I, I, don't, I can't <clears throat> tell for sure, but it seemed like... Tom Cruise had a little John Wick action going on at one point with the pistol. Like he was probably like just the way he was holding yeah, it. I got to amp it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm the into the last one was like tactical. Kinda, I didn't like it too much. I hated Ro- the last Ro- one. Was well, it Rogue Nation? It, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. Of it was, it wasn't very good. It was yeah, I've, I've only seen the first and the second one. And the second one, I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah. The second one's it's, trash. It's, yeah. It's so far removed from the first one. Third one's trash too. Third one, that, did, have, did, it, uh, did that have Philip Seymour Hoffman in it? Yeah. It's that was horrible. the third? Okay. Yeah, mm. I never saw that one. It's awful. Hmm. It's the reason that uh, What's-Her-Face is in this one. Um, Girl from the Path, whatever her name oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mon- Monaghan? Yeah, it? Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She was, she's his wife in the third she one. She looked crazy out of place. She's terrible. In the trailer. I, I was like, whoa, I, what? Why is like, she in this? <laughs> I don't mind her in s- some things, but like in most stuff that I see her in, I just can't stand her. Like, she's not great. I agree. Like, I can't yeah. think of anything, like... I think she's all right in True Detective. Yeah. But she, like, she doesn't have a lot to do. Yeah, and, like, same with, like, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like... But, like, you have her, and then you have Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. So, you know, yeah. one... You know, they really outshine pretty much everything else in the they movie. They carry her dead weight. Pretty much. <laughs> What did you think of the Mission Impossible trailer? Uh, looks good, uh, but like I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen anything since the second one, so well, I'm not, I'm not like emotionally invested. Well, I don't in, think anybody's it, emotionally but, uh, invested in Mission Impossible. Yeah, I mean, it looks, but looks like a cool, <laughs> looks like a cool action movie. And it's a like, theme park ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and like I would not be surprised if they took a John Wick turn because, like, I mean, you can debate whether or not John Wick was a good movie or not, but I think it's well. We'll People probably like see it. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll see more of its influence. Yeah, like it's, like all that choreographed gun work. Uh, through, yeah, all that all that stuff through the nightclubs and everything. I think we'll probably see more of that because, like, I well, mean, and Tom Cruise has experience <clears throat> with that because the first time yeah. I saw something like that was in a nightclub scene in Collateral, right. where he annihilates yeah, all those yeah. bodyguards, right. And he's doing all that kind of shit, like this, like these realistic tactical moves, yeah, like you know, gun yeah. close to the chest, yeah, and, then, and like grab, <laughs> like just like the manipulation of like aikido shit, like yeah. Yeah. throwing people around and like breaking their <laughs> hands and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's just like like you know, pseudo, obviously a heightened realism to it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the uh, the set pieces look amazing. Like the the bathroom fight, in Superman is in it. What was Superman? His name? Henry Cavill. He yeah. was in the last one. I he, think. Uh, yeah, he like hulks up. Yeah, he <laughs> lo- he looks pretty good in. Yeah, Jeremy Renner absent from this trailer. I'm not sure if he's returning because he mm. was in uh, both of the last yeah. two. So yeah. I'm not sure if he just uh, had better things to do or if he's riding high on the Wind River success. I don't know. But um, <laughs> well, and then I guess there was a. Was the uh, Isle of Dogs trailer, was that during the Super Bowl, or was that just a new trailer? Uh, I don't know if it was during the Super Bowl. I know it was before Phantom Thread, so I figured figured I'd put it up. Okay. Well, so, uh, you're you're really looking forward to this thing, huh? I am, because I, uh, I liked what Wes Anderson did with the stop motion in Fantastic Mr. Fox. So now to see him take it a lot further with a lot of different kinds 
of characters and a lot of different kinds of body types and, yeah. you know, a fairly broader story, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it does look good. Uh, I think he needs to stick to this kind of stuff. His, like, style works for more childish stuff. I, I don't know. Like, when, when he does, like, tries to be serious or something, I just don't, I don't know. Serious? I mean, not serious, but more like... <laughs> Dark? Yeah. I mean, I, like, Tenenbaums has some dark shit in it. It doesn't. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't work for me. I don't know. Okay. Like... I remember liking Ten of Bombs quite a bit the last time I saw it, but I don't. It's been a long time since I've watched that. It's been a while for me as I've well. I've seen Rushmore more than, but like anything. Darjeeling right. Limited in these things, like I, I just can't. I can't do these things. Mm. Okay, <laughs> cannot do these things. <laughs> Doesn't work for me. All right. Uh, so uh, the small small thing in the news, I guess people aren't really talking about this as much as you would think. But Tarantino's unearthed interview with Howard Stern right. is this in the news, for real? Like, it seriously is in the news. Wow. But well, I saw something in relation to like viral. Uma Thurman coming out. Uh, that was you like know. she said that uh, he made her drive in a scene that should have been done by a stunt woman, and she right. was like mad because she risked her life or whatever. Yeah, but, and he like spit on her and choked yeah. her oh, and yeah, like, like that. Yeah, and apparently know. he's complicit with Harvey Weinstein. And sure. et cetera, et cetera. He's a madman. But uh, in this interview, really? which I, I found <laughs> yeah, really, I, mean. I found really extreme, was that he's uh, victim blaming, uh, blaming the thirteen-year-old who was raped by Polanski in the seventies. <sighs> That's insane. Saying that she yeah. wanted it and that she was a party girl and all this kind of stuff. I want to know how he knows that. All right. Yeah. In yeah. the interview, Robin. Like, Robin he, like, Quivers, born when this shit happened. Like when, when was he born? <laughs> 66 well, or, or something? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah so he was probably like five <laughs> or six when this stuff well, happened. Uh, Robin on Howard Stern tells him, she's like, the, the girl was drugged and intoxicated and when she was raped. And he's like, that's not what happened at all. And it's like, how how the fuck would you know? Like, this is what's on yeah. the record is that she was drugged. So what? Why don't, <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't I don't know. Maybe... Maybe he, like, sat down in some clandestine meeting with Polanski. <laughs> you know, maybe it was, like, Ninth Gate where, you know, there were – or Eyes Wide Shut where they were at, like, some, you know, orgy <laughs> in some far-removed house somewhere. And, like, they got to talking and, you know, Polanski, like, confessed his soul or something. But, like – Possibly. But, yeah, it's I like – I could see them going to secret orgies. Of course. Easily. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if like, I was them, I would be. <laughs> You're probably contractually obligated to at that point, right, you know. Yeah. But it's probably in your, in your contract, it's like I yeah. need an orgy on set all day, every day. I need to be able yeah, to walk yeah. into it at any time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Tarantino, like I mean, I'm sure he's probably a Polanski fan. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, but like, dude, like you can be a fan, and you know. Not yeah, like I still love I still love Chinatown, but I think Polanski is kind of a piece of shit. But still, I want to know like how like how do you talk so knowledgeably about something that you weren't around for? Right. But and you know, and this extends to everything. Like I think you have to at least be able to back up what you're saying. You know, and it's one thing to be a fan of Polanski. I'm a fan yeah. of Polanski, but like that's yeah. what's another thing to defend his personal like crimes that he's committed just, against other humans. Yeah, I just don't see why you put all your coins in it. Why would you like invest in this so much? It's it's fucking Polanski. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. why, why are you? Yeah. You're not related to him or something. I don't know. It's well, that's like, just the personality type. I think that Tarantino is, is that he has to like mm. he has to sh- showcase his. Uh, somewhat unorthodox opinion whenever he can, especially yeah. when, like, like I, I wrote it, in the yeah. post, he's on the Stern show. He probably felt like, oh, I'm here among people who are like 
uh, not conventional people, they'll probably yeah. agree with me. But then you know, none of them did. <laughs> like even Stern was like, y- you know that having a sex with a 13 year old when you're an adult is wrong, right? <laughs> he said that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, what did he say? <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't listen to the interview. It was like, yeah. really? it was transcribed in the article, but I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, that, that's the funny, like, you know, uh, there was the whole thing about, uh, like, Hugh he- like somebody asked Hugh Hefner like how you get so many bitches or something like that and he's like I have girlfriends and I don't call them bitches <laughs> that's how he gets so many you know bitches. shrug <laughs> you know like you know a little respect goes a long way and like people were like <gasps> Hugh Hefner respects women respects women <laughs> and you know I I feel like it's probably the same thing like you know Howard Stern of all people going right. like hey man that's fucking rape right you're an asshole yeah. You know, because this is the same guy who was like, uh, Henry Rollins, uh, how many girls you bang in a day, man? Yeah, you get a lot of pussy in high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like his go-to question. Yeah, like, or, you know, like uh, asking, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, you fuck Scarlett Johansson? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just, I, I was so funny you say that because I was just watching the interview with Gordon-Levitt today. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, uh, I watched the, uh, his interview with Tobey Maguire in 2002. <laughs> it is hysterical. Like he's so on top of Maguire. He's just like, it's oh. like you're just banging all, all the chicks now, right? You, you, you more than more than DiCaprio, right? More than DiCaprio. <laughs> he's like Spider Man. You can just fuck anybody, right? <laughs> it's it's really great. I highly I highly recommend that one. Um, but yeah, so uh, well, I guess you know. Uh, I don't know. I I was surprised that Tarantino's career isn't taking. Or people aren't hypothesizing that his career is going to take a hit because of this. It's like people seem to have already forgotten it, which is really bizarre. Yeah, I mean, he's I, a moron. Yeah, well, like you know, so many you know, especially now with you know things, a lot of things, especially coming from the past, where people are calling you know guys out for being horrible people. Like there are still people who love Tupac Shakur, mm-hmm. like. That guy, like, for one thing, he actually went to jail yeah, for, for rape. rape. Yeah. <laughs> like, he and his buddies gang-raped a girl in a hotel, and he did time for it. And when he, like, he released some song talking about how he was having, he had had sex with um, uh, Notorious B.I.G.'s wife. And B.I.G. was like, hey, man, that's really personal. Like, why are you doing this? And he goes, I'm just trying to sell records. <laughs> so, like, what a he's a rapist. Guy. And, yeah. <laughs> Opportunist, rapist, yeah, uh, horrible but surprise, no but, one shot him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but because he came out and you know it's like you know we got to think for ourselves and you know we got to go against the rich, you know, trying to turn the poor people against each other. It's like by raping, <laughs> I guess <laughs> by raping our fellow uh, poor people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah going to like, help this uh, fight the yeah, like people, man, right? yeah, like people hold him up as some like you know. 90s social po- justice guy Polo- yeah <laughs> poet and it's like give me a fucking break My, in fact it's funny you say that because uh we were just uh went to the li- the school library with my uh students the other day and the librarian encouraged them to rent his book of poetry <laughs> which they have at our library which contains very graphic language <laughs> so bet, yeah. wow it's pretty insane but um, these kids are like 12 so well, uh, I guess, you know, that's going to do it for the news. Mm. Let's move on to what we watched. Uh, Jonathan, you want to get us started sure. on what we watched? I watched the atrocity exhibition of uh, Stargate. 
<laughs> Directed by Roland Emmerich. 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 Yeah. Uh, this is a. This is trash. Like I, I was really depressed because I've never seen it, and uh, I don't know. Trash. It's got, it's got dude. It's bad. It is crazy bad. What? Explain what Nothing is bad. Nothing happens. Literally, like, like they it, don't go through a stargate they, they literally, into a different. No, they, 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 they go through the fucking stargate. <laughs> they go to the planet. They find like the slave people. Yeah. And then Ra the shows pier, up. The, yeah, Ra shows up. Some ships blow up. Stuff end. Like, Sounds it, like a lot of it, stuff. It's happening. awful. No. It's so bad. It's it's just like a drudgery. What about the uh, like some of the? I remember some of the action being pretty good. It's not. No. Mm. <laughs> There's no violence. Uh, they show. I guess they show like a decapitated head. I at like one the point. staff. Uh, the staff uh, guns. No, that looks cheesy. No. Um, <laughs> like Kurt, when Kurt Russell uses that at the end, he's like, he shoots. It's just guy. not. I was not into this at all. Uh, it's James Spader. Terrible. Is, is he no, not, he's not terrible. French okay. Stewart. Is French Stewart's in French that? Stewart is in He it, plays yes. one of the mercenaries. It's really bizarre. Ooh. It's really weird. Everyone, wow. everyone else is just ripped to shit, and he's just like kind of in shape. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I think it's pre um, whatever that show was that he was on, Third Rock from Third the Rock. Like right, right before right. that. Um, so. Just not good. Uh, Man, bummer. It, it could have been. It could have been good. I remember thinking. I mean, like last time I watched it was probably ten years ago. But I remember mm. thinking, like, it's not amazing, but it's like fun. It's like a fun watch. It just wasn't even fun. Like I, I, I don't uh. know. And what, what bummed me out was like I was like the special effects are pretty good. Like uh, when they first go through the uh, Stargate, I was like, fuck, that looks good. Like they like superimpose like a, a a water funnel or something like spinning out. Yeah, I was like that looks fucking amazing. Uh, then it just it's horrible. Everything after that is awful. Like when the helmets like come off of their heads, it looks so bad. It's uh, so terrible. Yeah, it starts is it, the guy is it like from Matt the... LeBlanc's helmet in Lost in Space, where oh, like yeah. you know, just kind of, it's like they're like cutting. It or yeah, the, uh, yes, exactly. In, the, uh, in Red Planet, <laughs> their their helmets where it's yeah. like their faces are CG'd. Yeah, so they're like bobbling around and stuff. <laughs> wow. I remember it stars the the villain is the guy from the Crying Game, who's the transgender in the Crying Game. Hmm. Did you? You've seen the Crying Game? No, I haven't. Um, I've been meaning to I for have. a long time, but you, Crying I don't Game person, <laughs> the one Stephen Ray falls in love with. Anyway, anyway, no. doesn't uh, really matter. No, this is this <laughs> Just, is not yeah. good. Uh, I think it's like his last thing that he was in. Because uh, mm. I don't think he, he's an actor very much anymore. He was a hairstylist, I think, and they got him for the Crying Game. Uh, hmm. Anyway, so yeah. like was bummer. Was that like how like the Egyptian civilization started? Yes, or yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I, see, I like that kind of thing. I, do, I, like I love the mythos. That. Of yes. Right, right. That was right. cool, but the, ancient you, aliens. You get nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you literally get nothing. Like, no. it's like, oh, apparently, like, this is the same race, or like, we came from this same race. Or, and I was like, it okay, would have been more fascinating, it. maybe. Would it have been, you having watched it more recently, would it have been more fascinating if the portal was a time machine where they went back to ancient, like, before ancient Egypt? This, this is the problem. Okay, this is, this is, this is the problem. I've been watching so much Deep Space Nine Jeez, where there's no where there's no action and it's just like fucking forty five minutes blocks of dialogue, and I'm watching this thing and the action is so bad in this. Really, it's not good at I'm all. Shocked. It's not good. They all have uh, the MP5s, and I was just like, I just want to, I just want lore, man. I just want like the history of like all of this shit. Is I just, that like, what Deep Space Nine gives you? Pretty much, yeah. Is it all That's lore? all it is. Yeah, it's all like okay, okay, like alien. Politics and shit. It's it's fucking incredible. So like the Senate, <laughs> yeah. the Senate scenes in Phantom Menace. Yeah, but not horrible. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah. Anyway, so well. have you ever watched the uh, TV series of Stargate? SG One. 
uh, I've seen a few episodes when I was younger. Okay. Wasn't uh, your dad into that? Uh, my dad was super into My yeah. dad was all into all the Star Trek. And, yeah. Uh, if it had Star in it, so. he was... He, yeah. What about Sequest? Um, Either of you guys watched that with Roy Scheider? I used to watch it when I was a kid. Yep. Don't remember yeah. anything about it. Jonathan Brandis is in it. He's dead now. That's all I got. Same here. Yeah. I remember literally nothing from that. Okay. Yeah, yeah Roy uh, Scheider and Jonathan Brandis, and then it like got canceled, and Jonathan Brandis hung himself. Yeah, because oh, he well he was cut out of uh, Behind Enemy Lines with uh, Owen Wilson, from what I read. He was in, uh, the last thing I saw him in was uh, Ride with the Devil, the Ang Lee film, the Civil uh, War thing. He was the villain in that. Okay. He's very strange and feminine. It's just pretty hmm. bizarre. He's a really pretty looking man. But anyway, yeah. Stargate is uh, trash. What'd you give this out of five? Two. Ouch. Kevin? Did not like it. Let's see. <clears throat> Finally watched Mother. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Mother. Yeah, yeah. This will be fun. Starring Harvey, Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem and Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, who I agree with you, John. It's like, what are you doing? She's terrible. She's awful. She's the worst. Why is she back? <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> Just stay gone. <laughs> yeah. And like. Your um, time was the 90s. You were in Dangerous Minds. That's yeah. It. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, for me, the whole, like. Well, hang on. Al- hang on. G- starring Jennifer Lawrence. Starring Jennifer Lawrence and, and Javier. Don- Donald Gleason. Yeah. And that's, that, and that's everybody. We named them all now. Yeah. <laughs> Who does he play? Kristen Wiggs in there for like two seconds. Donald Gleason plays Kane. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know what his name is in the movie, but he's but he's Kane. basically he's Kane. Kane. Yeah, yeah. He kills yeah, his yeah. brother. Um. Yeah. yeah. And they they have they have lost two sons and yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I, it was just the allegory was just too much. He's got a real hard on for Genesis, the book of Genesis. Apparently, What's the deal with yeah. That? I don't know. Um. I mean, you'd have to ask John. Like, I'm not a huge Aaron, Aronofsky guy. I but, was um, until Noah. I Noah was just too much for me. I did not like Noah at all. Yeah, and you I mean, haven't seen Mother. Still. I haven't seen Mother yet. No. Okay, yeah. I um, I don't. I do want to see Mother. Mother. Really I bad. want you to see Mother really bad because I don't know how you're going to feel about it. <laughs> yeah, I. I um, for the record, I liked this movie. Yeah, you get four. Yeah, okay. Uh, kind of like under protest. I like it. Like I. I like, okay. I understand. Okay. I see what's wrong with it, uh-huh. and I agree. The allegory is extremely heavy, but. If you take that and say, "Well, this move—that's what this movie is. It's it's a hundred percent allegory, right?" Then, and you look at it like that, I think a lot of this stuff is kind of forgivable. Like some of the like Michelle Pfeiffer's acting, and even like Ed Harris's performance is a little over the top. And yeah, some of the bizarre choices. But what, do you, what do you get from it then? If you know that it's like one hundred percent allegory, well, you get a different, I guess, a different take on the creation story I don't know. Yeah. and then there's a th- well, there's thema- the, the, yeah. thematic there's themes of like uh like the creation of art and stuff like that too mm, okay. yeah so, cool. and like the main guy javier Bardem is a is a writer yeah right? he's a yeah. poet and like all of a sudden you know like mobs of people will just show up yeah. to this house in the middle of nowhere um but yeah like i don't know like the whole like so so many of those sequences it's just one thing after another after another after another after another and it's like it's you know it's piled on so heavy, and I'm not even talking about the allegory at this point. Just the the action and the uncomfortableness is just piled on so heavy at times. It's like where okay, where are you going to go from here? Like you know, there's you kind of, you, you're like blowing your wad, like you it's know, one after frantic. another. Yeah. yeah, and I Extremely. like. Yeah, and personally, I thought that was the biggest hindrance to the movie because, like, you know, I thought I thought Ed Harris was 
decent, not great. I've seen him in much better stuff. Sure. Javier, Bar- Javier Bardem's pretty good. Jennifer Lawrence, you know, she screams a lot, which takes a lot of effort. <laughs> you um, get to see her tits. Yeah. Well, are those, are those hers? I think they're her tits. Because like that, that was she the She was thing. dating like, the director, I think. Uh, but, like, like, I don't really? know. Like, I thought, yeah. I thought for a second that I saw, like, a little bit of glitch between, like, her neckline and down. Hmm. I could be wrong. I could uh, be you wrong. Might, you might have. Well, I mean, that whole scene is like CG to fuck because she's getting that's true up or whatever. That's but, true. And it's not and a very. It's not like she's. It's it's the least sexual breast you'd ever seen because she's getting yeah. Shit it's it's out of her it's not it's not it's sexy like, in any way, shape, or form. Right. But uh, but yeah, I just, it's just just too much force. You know, like force down your throat in you know so many different ways. That it's just I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know because like. Like after, like after, after it was over, it's like, oh, thank God, take a, take a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, got going to like go away and process all this. Uh, so yeah, I I gave that I gave it a two. That's all right. That's Damn. a bummer, but uh, you know, well, you know, we uh, we each have our own opinions, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't like absolute. It wasn't like absolute trash. Well, a two for you is like a three and a half. Well, pretty right. much, yeah, okay. I would say <laughs> the, the, I, the thing. Uh, I guess I was like kind of where you're at. I was like, well, like the allegory. The allegory stuff doesn't really bother me. I like I like that kind of thing. I like metaphor in movies. But like, I mean, even when it's heavy handed like that, like killing them softly, you know, it's like full uh, of like you know the yeah. um, they let you know every five minutes exactly. Yeah, which is yeah. fine. Like I don't mind that. I think it's kind of that cool. bothered the fuck out of me. Well, but still a good movie. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but then it was toward the end when after the baby is born, yeah, and all yeah. the stuff surrounding that is like that's the those are the scenes that really won me over, and I was like, this is like to take it to the extreme level that they take it. <laughs> right. With all of that I yeah. was like, this is intense. And yeah, I'm into it. So, um, well, I watched uh, Cartoon College, which is a documentary. Uh, directed by somebody doesn't matter. Uh, it's from a while ago. I think it's oh six or oh seven. No, no, no. It's from ten, two thousand ten, and um, it's about a college in uh, north northeast United States. I forget Vermont. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is all. It's it's just coming back to me in bits. Uh, and uh, it follows these artists who go there. Uh, to become comic book artists, to to write their own graphic novels, essentially, and not not people who want to draw superheroes, but like people who want to write personal stories, but in mm. comic form. Mm. So I'm really interested in that. I think it's cool, but uh, this movie was not good. Uh, it was just like really scattered, and the characters aren't very interesting. Like the people they choose to follow are just like their art's not very good, their stories aren't very good. The the most interesting person they follow is this sixty year old man who who goes to the college and um he's deaf and so he like has all these struggles with like he has they, there's like all kinds of socializing and social events that they have to go to and he's like I can't hear what people are saying and it's like you know difficult for me to connect with people so like get my stuff out there and he's like I don't know like he's like I've been doodling a lot for years like I doodle on letters to I write to people and stuff but. Um, so I thought I could try to make a go of it as an artist. And uh, he, like midway through the film, he just packs up and leaves. He's like, I'm just not good. I'm not good enough to be an artist, and that's okay. And so he just goes back home. And I'm like, that's the best story. Like, what a great story <laughs> of this guy just accepting who he is uh. and that he's not able to do this, and that's okay. And he just leaves. But, like, again, that's like, you know, 10% of the movie is this guy. And then the rest of it's these just 
fucking like nerds <laughs> who like have like you know these girls <laughs> with like pink and blue hair who want to write about their periods and stuff and just like get fucking real man like this <laughs> the most cliched like indie comic trash uh, i can't do i can't get into yikes. it was this a documentary or yeah, a movie? It's a, no, movie? it's a documentary. It's okay, a okay. true story about a bunch of people who thought they were going to be something and are nobodies now. Right. I mean, one of the guys literally says, I'm going to I'm gonna be really big in like two or three years. And I Googled him afterwards, and he's like, nothing. He's doing nothing. Oh, on DeviantArt. <laughs> exactly. He's <laughs> on DeviantArt. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. But the, the, and the coolest stuff in it is like they have this whole um, – like at this, the school seems really awesome. Like if you're an artist, like it'd be, a, it seems yeah. like a really cool program to go to. Right. And you, you have to, like your thesis project is like, you have to draw your comic book essentially, you know, wow. your graphic novel. And, uh, like, so the night before it's due, all the, all, they all like descend onto the, the basement where there's a room with like copiers and like right. all kinds of machines and stuff to like cut the paper. Right. And like they stitch it together by hand and stuff. And I'm like, that's really cool. I would love to see like a that somebody cool. explaining how they're doing this, but they don't do that. They just cut it up into a montage and they put these terrible like pinback indie songs over it. It's just Ugh. like it's brutal. Mm. I'm just like I don't want to see what's going on. I don't want these montages of like nothingness where it's just like we get the idea they're putting books together. I want to see how it's done. That's interesting. Yeah. Or see how they're drawn. Like none of them talk about their process. None of them talk about like I like to do my, my comics like this. I use these kind of panels or I, I draw it on this kind of paper or what. Nothing like that. Like no, no information about how any of it's done. It's just constantly like, well, my story's about my upbringing and my brother was really mean to me. So – I'm just, this is this is what my comic is, and they show like they're ex- just like, extremely brief snippets of what their comics are, and they just cut to something else, and it's like just stay with something. Like it's Man. so frustrating and and awful. I just like I was really mad at it by the end of it, but uh, I, I ended up giving it a two and a half. I guess just because of the content and the deaf guy, right. Sweet. I actually, um, I, I should say, I rented it on YouTube, which was my first time renting something on YouTube. Because yeah. it was three dollars on YouTube and it was six dollars on iTunes, so saved three. Turn out well. Yeah, it was fine. Cool. Do they have the four K setting that you can? They they wouldn't for this movie because it was shot on like standard. Oh, depth, I see, but see. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they do. Because sometimes movies. I wonder, like, I'll rent stuff from Amazon and it's their high definition is like set at ten eighty. And I don't know. YouTube sometimes has the 4K setting. I know cool. for the Apple TV, uh, you have to buy the new Apple TV to do the 4K streaming with HDR. Mm. Oh, cool! So, and it's more obviously more expensive. It uses a shitload more of your bandwidth. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Uh, after the shitstorm of <laughs> Stargate, has to get I another watched. jab in there. <laughs> <laughs> Death to rolling in. <laughs> Uh, I watched another Roland Emmerich movie. Another uh, <laughs> shitstorm. <laughs> the latest Terrence Malick atrocity. Uh oh. Um, he needs to be stopped. Hey, this is okay, this is this is painful. This okay. This, this is my defense of this movie again. Actually, this is the, what movie? It's called Song to Song. Okay. 2017. The one uh, with uh, Gosling has, and Fassbender. Yeah, it has weight. Okay, Mara. Just 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 give me a second. Michael Fassbender, Ryan Gosling, Rooney Mara, Natalie Portman, Kate Blanchett, Val Kilmer, and then like fucking Iggy Pop and Patti Smith and all. It, dude, it is like it, 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 
That's just gross. It's like name dropping at a party. It's insane. Yeah. This movie is so fucking ridiculous. It's like th- this was the premise of the, this. This is the, this is the premise. Guy with like Tourette's has like a camera and can't control his arms. Goes to Austin, Texas. Has like millions of dollars, just fucking mounds of money to do whatever the fuck he wants with. Has like actors out the ass, and then he just films them doing whatever the fuck he wants. That is literally the premise of this movie. And they're in these like, I swear to God, like twenty million dollar homes. Let's just can I just stop you real quick? Yeah. When you say this is the premise of the movie, you're saying there's a guy in the movie with Tourette's. No. Are you saying Malik is like this a guy is, with this Tourette's? Is, this is Malik. I got you. Uh. <laughs> Because it's very confusing for a second. I was like, that actually sounds way better. It's about a guy with Tourette's because that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was no, going to say, like, that's it's, too it's deep like, for this movie. Like, uh, is, like, is Terrence Malick remaking Frank? Yeah. <laughs> with Fastbender? So, but it's that just like. sounds it, way better. Is it, um, we'll continue. Okay. It, it's about like a, a like a love square, I guess. There's there's these four mm. people who are like closer. in love with, yeah, I guess. Love with each other, sort of. And are Fastbender and Gosling in love with each other? No, that would make it better. But, uh, no, like, okay, Fassbender, I think, is, like, a record producer or something, mm. and he wants Gosling to make a record, and then, like, halfway through the movie, all of a sudden, they're mad at each other. Literally, like, the next scene, they're fucking mad at each other and, like, yelling at each other. Like, it, the editing is so erratic. It's just, like... That's how quick it happens in the music biz. You don't know. See, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like he has, like, all of the scenes laid out, and then he just, like randomly selects them it's sure. it's the most like ridiculous shit ever he probably does it blindfolded it it feels like it and and what <laughs> what's really upsetting is like he'll he's got like i don't know there's like probably 30 songs that he plays in the movie mm-hmm. and they'll just fade in at random and then just fade out like five seconds later and it's just like Gross. Not any good what songs are they any good ones like like uh what's are that? they like hits or are they deep die antward Oh God. Yeah. What? Yes. It's like what? It's, it's like hellishly terrible. That's yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's a Diane mm. song. There's like movie. two or three. It's insane. Why? I'm like, dude, you are like, I just hate Terrence. This Malick isn't this Chappie. Point. Oh God. What's not? <laughs> they're at, they're at, you know they're in the movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and and then like Patty Smith shows up and she's Ugh. like just talking and I'm like she looks like she's a fucking witch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, she looks awful. I don't want to see her. And then, like, the next scene, like, Iggy pops on there, and he looks fucking horrible, and he's shirtless still. <laughs> and course. I'm just like, yeah. what? I'm, the whole time, I'm just like, what is this, dude? Like, I understand. Like, I understood uh, to the wonder. Like, that, that was fine. That was, like, as far as I was willing to go. And then, like, Knight of Cups came out, and that was, like, a step too far with the randomness. And this is just, like, off the cliff. This is... I, I want. Please watch this. I I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you'll you'll have happening. to lose a this, trivia. This is, his, <laughs> this is his like downward spiral trilogy. Uh, like I feel. Like he, I think I think he's, he's done. His next film is uh, supposed to be super plotty. Okay. And, uh, and then, like it's set in I World War so. II, and it's a, about a uh, August Deal is in. It's about a German in World War II. So it looked kind of cool. Th- there's a there's a reason he. He should he should just go away for ten years like he used to just just go away yeah stop making these movies he's definitely churning them out now it's and it's, it's so it's so egregious like dude you have infinite power 
Like you have all of these actors in this fucking piece of shit. You could have made <laughs> something like incredible. Like, and, and the wor- the worst thing to me, though, hands down, some shots look incredible, like really, really incredible. Mm. Next next scene is a fucking GoPro attached to a Ferrari, and then like, what the fuck? He's, he's and shooting. then the next one's like the like an iPhone like filming a fucking like butterfly. I'm like, dude, this, this like hurts. This I think hurts it's me. obvious at this point though that I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, has, he has all these actors, but they're clearly working for nothing, and he has no budget at all. It has to be. It literally has to be. Yeah. There's no other. Like if you look at his films, even to the wonder, like everything that he shot since Tree of Life, there's literally you could have shot them for like a million and a half dollars. Like there's nothing in them that would require money. Like when Natalie Portman shows up for the first time, I'm like. She's a waitress, and I'm like, I, no, no, she's not a waitress. And Michael Fassbender's talking to her in the in the restaurant. I'm like, neither of these people. This is like their first time to Texas, probably. Yeah. There's there's no way these people have ever been it's here before. It's not genuine at all. It's awful. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling, <laughs> a little a little too show offy with the with the guitar playing and the uh, piano. He's oh. constantly playing both of them. Oh, I'm like I got it. You were in a band. I understand. You can play music. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Uh, Avoid at all costs. They didn't bad. film me playing enough for La La Land. I gave it a two, a mercy two. I don't know. It's mercy. Lots of mercy. Do what okay. you feel, man. I don't know. Right. It, it's a half star. Fuck it. It's a piece yeah. of shit. Go change it on, on Letterboxd right a, now. It's a giant pile of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Terrence Malick. <laughs> Strong words from Indeed. Jonathan about Malick. Yes. So I watched... Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Haxon? 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 Witchcraft of the Ages? Yes. Uh, I've seen uh, 17 minutes of this. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, think I, made, I think I made it like... Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I made it to the end. It was kind of confusing. Because, um, like, I started, I started on the silent version, mm. which actually had a pretty decent score. But after a while, I'm like, uh, no, I, I, I need something else to get me through this. So there was a 68 version of it with uh, Burroughs, with Burroughs yeah. narrating oh, and shit. like some kind of like uh, cool. Prague, uh, Prague <laughs> jazz fusion soundtrack. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> I'm sorry, what year is this? Uh, it was originally made in like 22. Okay. But this next cut was in 68. Nice. And okay. But Will- even Be- William Burroughs. Even Burroughs didn't save it for you. Not really. You're not a big Burroughs fan, though, are you? I haven't really read any of his stuff. Like, I've no, seen... just of him as a personality. Yeah, just, I mean. just as a human. Yeah. I Well, I mean... He's amazing. <laughs> I don't think I've read anything either. I read uh, half of Naked Lunch. Couldn't get through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've it's tried. Extreme. I've tried Naked Lunch twice or three times. Oh, no, Junkie. I think I, I, think I rented that one time. Yeah, I... From what it. I understand, junkie is actually a better a better thing to read than that's like his first Naked thing, Lunch. So yeah, but yeah, I mean he's uh, he's on this. Um, uh, Tom Waits did an album, uh, The Black Rider, which is based on some German folk tale uh, that he was like doing the music for this play for, and like uh, Burroughs is on one of the songs, and he did like the libretto for the play. Well, I mean, it's it's hilarious to like hear. William Burroughs has a very distinctive voice, and it's very interesting to hear him say, "When a wo- when a witch makes a pact with Lucifer, he has she has to kiss his ass." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, what was wrong I, with the movie? It was kind of goofy. Um, 
Really? Like, I was expecting, like, a legit, you know, a legit, like, you know, documentary, but it's them, it's just them having an excuse to, like, show this random witchcraft stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, they show, like, demons, and, like, you know, Walpurgis Night, and, um, like, this woman is trying to, like, get a love potion from a witch, and it's, like, cat feces and moon water or something like that. Moon water? Yeah. <laughs> Something like something like it's what the fuck is moon water? That's a good question. <laughs> water exposed to moonlight. Yeah, <laughs> and cat feces. Yeah, important. Yeah, um, but yeah. So that one was uh, kind of whatever. But later that night, I rewatched The Departed, mm-hmm. and fuck, like I could kick yeah. myself. Like I don't like. It's been a long time since I first saw it, and I don't know why. Like I was just you disliked it the first time. Well, like, I don't remember my reaction to it the first time. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, when I first got on Letterboxd, I was, you know, just going through all these movies and, like, rating them, rating them, rating them. And, like, for some reason, I gave The Departed one star. Ouch. But this movie fucking rules. Reversal of fortune here. Yes, yes. Like, you're like the fifth person that's happened to. (laughs) Happens to everybody. It's it, you, you can't it, escape Scorsese. He makes a movie; it grows on you. If I rewatch Shutter yeah. Island, I know it's going up for sure. It, and like, it, yeah, he's the man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he can do no wrong. Yeah, like I mean, you know, you can argue opinions one way or another, but like Scorsese probably is the greatest film director of all time. He's definitely the greatest living, working film director. At this yeah, time. for sure. I, like, I don't think there's any debate about that. Yeah, really. like uh, can't fight it. Yeah, it's just great. Like all you know, the shots and like the way he the way he uses the music and um, like uh, DiCaprio's acting, Matt Damon's acting. Damon every, is an animal in this. And yeah. He is get, fantastic. They don't talk about he him enough. He's no, incredible. Like, like when he like you know like you see like this like minute shift in his character and like you know like he calls DiCaprio and like they like they're on the phone and there's silence and then DiCaprio hangs up and then he calls him back and like. We need you to come in, man. Like, hey, I'm I'm the guy who took over for Martin. Thank Sheen. God we like, got in thank touch. God with we you. got in touch. With- <laughs> it's so great. He's the worst. Because, really like, amazing. even though as the audience you know that he's full yeah. of shit, like he sells it so well. And, <laughs> and like, like the only like the only reason for me that this wasn't a five star was the all the stuff with uh, Vera Farmiga, the um, yeah the, the therapist. It's like the super hot therapist who like, uh, wants to bang every guy that she yeah gives therapy to yeah and like you know she's supposed to be like some like I get I guess she's supposed to be like some good therapist if she's like counseling uh, the police oh she's a good therapist yeah right. yeah well wow. like you know <laughs> DiCaprio just bullies her into giving giving him a prescription for whatever it was and, uh, and then they fuck and then they fuck <laughs> and and at the same time she's fucking Matt Damon yeah it's killer man. Yeah, Killer. no, I agree. I, this well, movie, I, yeah, this movie is fucking great. I love the scenes with DiCaprio and her when they're not fucking. Mm. I love the scene with her at dating Matt Damon when they go on the date and they uh, and uh, they order the weird dessert and everything. Yeah, it's like but everything else. With I think her, I'm probably. I think I might have to shoot this thing. Yeah, <laughs> pull my gun and shoot this thing. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> he's very charming. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, everything else with her, like the scenes, the scenes. With her, like any kind of like dramatic stuff is yeah, it's just brutal. I'm not a big fan of hers. She's yeah. all right. I mean, 
But uh, I love that that opening where like uh, they're talking about Jack Nicholson. He he's on he's in the frame, but like he's always in shadow until like there's that reveal where he like yeah. comes out. Like that fucking rules. Yeah, it was and, really it was, uh, very effective. Yeah, and even as over the top as he is, it's so much fun. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's like. He's ridiculously over the top, but it's it's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> when he throws the coke at the woman's vagina and he's like, Don't come up till you're numb. <laughs> it's just like he's like he's the sleaziest human on earth. Yeah. Um <clears throat> okay, well I uh what'd you give that? Four and a half. Okay. Yeah. I uh that's the same score I went up to last time. I rewatched Dunkirk and uh so I I bought this movie on uh on Best Buy's website. BestBuy.com, and they sent it to me because it was ten dollars. So I was like, "That's cheap. I got to get that." Mm. And uh, which is probably ten dollars in the store at the time too. But I don't know. I was buying other stuff online, so I was gonna. I bought the entire series of Mad About You on DVD, um, <laughs> which the package was damaged horribly. But whatever. Mm. Uh, so I got <laughs> Dunkirk out, and I say because uh, Nicole wants to watch it. She wants to see all the movies that have been nominated for Oscars, and uh, which is you know understandable. So I'm like, I'll, I'll rewatch that with you, and. When I saw it in the theater, I gave it a four and a half, and I really liked it, and uh, kind of begrudgingly, you know, because obviously Nolan is the worst. But um, <clears throat> this time you blew your load. Well, I opened the, <laughs> I opened the Blu-ray first of all. I opened, I opened the Blu-ray. Oh no! And this thing is a three-disc oh special edition Blu-ray, right? So you're like Steelbox killer, t- right? No, just, just regular ten bucks. Yeah, comes with a digital copy too. So I'm gonna sell that bitch for like six dollars. I'm really only gonna pay four dollars for this thing. Okay. So, which, yeah. yeah, killer deal, You're not right? You're supposed to do yeah. that. Says who? The law. Fuck the law. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> you betrayed the law. Law. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, no. But uh, that's neither here nor there. The point is I that when, I, shit when I open this <laughs> thing up, when I open this thing, you want to buy it from me? No. I've seen this movie <laughs> twice. I'm good. Five bucks. Zero. Mm, no. One you. cent. I'll take my chances on eBay. <laughs> um... <clears throat> After eBay fees, it's going to be like $3, maybe. I'm going to do 6 How much is oh, oh, you just sell the code? Yeah. Oh, wow. You just email them the code? Yeah. Like, as soon as you get the money? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Done it a lot. That's really cool. Uh, if law enforcement officers are listening, <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, actually, I don't think it's against the law, necessarily. It says on the card not to do that. Oh, I not, know, for I know, re- I know, not for resale. I know eBay doesn't want yeah. you to do it, but they so rarely catch you. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's not the point. The point is that when I open this Blu-ray up... <clears throat> I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, I don't know it's three discs yet, because I didn't look at the sleeve. I took the sleeve off and threw it in the garbage, because fuck, fuck, a, fuck a, a slip cover, okay? But I open this thing up, and I'm like, here's the blue, here's the, what was it? Let me see. Let me think about this. Think about the order of things. On the left, after I take the uh, digital copy out and set it aside, because I'm going to sell it, <clears throat> I see the Blu-ray, right? Here's the film on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, right? Look over to the right. Here's the special features on Blu-ray. Special features on Blu-ray? A second Blu-ray disc? Not Criterion, mind you, right? This is a normal release. What's going Warner on here? Brothers. Uncompressed audio? I don't know. So then I'm like, what the fuck? Gotta be. And, it's, and it's like, I'm looking at them, and one is like this. It's higher. Why is it higher? <laughs> So I, I look up the uh, the disc with the special features is higher in the on the on there's the something spindle. behind it. Okay, 
there's something behind it, Jonathan. <laughs> a free movie? I oh, I take the thing off. Batman Begins? I take the thing off. It's the DVD copy of the movie. They literally stack them. Oh. One on top of the other. No. On the same spindle. Rather than buy a decent fucking case with a turning like page thing that they can put it on, like a normal... Uh, Blu-ray release. That's, why? Why is there even a DVD? Agreed. Included? It's disgusting. And I and it's like I took the DVD out immediately. I set it to the side, and I'm looking. And I'm like, I can't leave this DVD out of it because on the cover of the film it says Blu-ray plus DVD. Yeah. It's I'm I'm dying here. I'm dying. <laughs> this took a really weird turn. Like <laughs> like at first, John was like, you know. A little kid discovering an extra Christmas present. But then... No, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a Christmas present of dog shit. Just put uh, some sandpaper in between it. <laughs> See what happens. Anyway. Um, well, yeah. So I rewatched Dunkirk with the wife. Uh, and it's the, the only good film Nolan's ever made. It's the best film he's ever made. It really is. It's fantastic. It's uh, I love it. I love everything about it. <laughs> the dogfight sequences are insanely good, and the special features were a blast. You get to see how they did all that. Oh and shit! Like they green screen, know, or were they in planes? They're in planes, but they're in planes for like a lot of the shots. You know, of like them flying around and stuff. But then there's also they built a they built a cockpit on a gimbal, mm. like a hand turned uh. gimbal where they could turn it this way and this way, like shit. left and right and pitch and roll or whatever they fucking could. Y'all. Right, yeah. and um. And so, and then they're filming them in the cockpit like that, like move, like moving around and stuff. Whoa! So it's really cool, and like that's how they do all the any shots where like there's gun, like sparks, like gunfire, yeah, and stuff like that. That's when they do that. And uh, they said they had like they outfitted uh, these slightly larger planes. They made them look like Spitfires so that they could have a pilot in the back seat actually flying the plane. So Tom Hardy's in the air. He's in the air in the plane. Yeah, Can't but he's wait. in the front seat, not I doing knew anything. It. He doesn't do anything. I yeah. I, yeah. I, when we were watching it the first time, I was like, he, he, they're in the sky. Like, there's no way. We were like, we were yeah. like Tom Hardy learned how to fly for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it looks too fucking good. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. That's awesome, though. And that's not even, I mean, that's like, I agree. That's in, that's insane, like, how good that looks. But, like, when you think about it, like, everything in here, like, the practical effects, like, just the fact they have these ships on the water. Yeah. And even, like, the at the end with all the yachts, the pleasure crafts on the water. It's just, it's just, you don't I, get that I, kind of production value. I anymore. feel gross, mm. just absolutely disgusting complimenting this movie. But <laughs> when you get the, like, like the camera sideways and the water's coming up, that oh, yeah. shit looks amazing. It's great. You've all seen this, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. All that stuff really works, all too. Like, all that stuff's very, uh, like, nerve wracking. And the. It doesn't feel like overly artsy or something. Like, right. it's, it feels yeah, like it's yeah. serving a purpose. Like, it's. Yeah. And the movie's beautiful. Tension. Like, it's really. Sh- like gorgeously mm. shot it mm. looks very filmic even though i guess it was shot on um digital cameras but uh i mean in the in the background scenes that they look digital to me but uh mm. like imax really? cameras a lot of them too i guess I, if i had one complaint about the film would be the imax he cameras. didn't shoot on film mm. i don't think so i can look Whoa. though uh That's what, crazy. what do you think of the sound because uh people keep talking about this i'm like i i don't it was sound i i don't know i i don't know well, like I was talking to Jordan, like the soundtrack or like the sound, like the, well, the score explosions. Or the well, both. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah, I felt but, like the soundtrack was a little okay. Not, right. The score is insane. You like it's it? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking nuts. Like Hans Zimmer has not made a better score 
This is all right, I all seriously right. was like, all right. I might have to go buy this on iTunes. Like, not, not only that, but like that <laughs> that's is, all I remember. That is good, but there are like yeah. there are some really great like crescendos. And really, stuff. I don't remember much orchestration. I just remember the ticking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, oh, never mind. I take it back. He shot on sixty-five millimeter, uh, but he also used the IMAX cameras. I don't know. In the in the bass on, behind the scenes footage, they look like digital cameras because they're like these big squares. Okay. So maybe there's film inside of them. I don't know. Mm. But the um, I, like I was saying, if I had one complaint, it would be the changing aspect ratios throughout the film. So like, right. it'll be widescreen sometimes, and it'll cut to like, it'll look like the black bars will just disappear. Yeah, that's what I he- that's what I heard. Oh, yeah. really? Huh. Which is distracting if you notice it going on. But if you're just a normal moviegoer, you probably don't even notice. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I think everybody's great in it. I like uh, the amount of. Uh, I don't know, just like it's it's just like a really quick paced like mm. quick it's very like epic in scope yeah. but it's very, very quick and like uh frenetic and everything. So yeah, I gave it a five this time. I can't I can't deny it anymore. I think my it's only problem sweet. was maybe the kid dying. I thought that was like a little too much. See mm. I when the uh, okay. That, that, I must I must say this too. Yeah. <clears throat> Mark Rylance, the the old man who is on oh, the ship, God, yeah. he's insanely good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. like Mike Mark Rylance, and I liked him in the, you know Bridge of Spies or whatever. But like this is the first time great. I saw the trailer, and yeah. he, he just says the line to uh, what's his name. There's no hiding from this. Yeah, song. I was like that gave me fucking chills. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw, it, I was like, yeah, I'm seeing this shit. I like yeah. it when when the guy. My favorite line of his is it, it's the only time he gets demonstrative and like you know emotional is uh his son is saying. We can't uh, like the, the ship just collapsed and there's like people in the water and and no 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 or it's maybe it's the guy and the pilot who's in the water I can't remember yeah it's the pilot who's in the water because they rescue the uh, Tom Hardy's partner yeah yeah he's in the water and and the kid's trying to convince him not to go over there he's like he's already he could he could be dead he's probably dead already and he just says I hear you son I hear you <laughs> but he might be alive <laughs> it's just so it's, he's he's amazing he's amazing. And Killian Murphy's great as like the shell shocked guy, and yeah, yeah I yeah. love the whole, the thing that I love about the the death of the kid is that, and that kid is the guy for, is the kid from uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which he's in a, he's in that movie a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But I like the, the his death in that how it how it uh, is dealt with by the son and Killian Murphy. How Killian Murphy's mm. you know he's responsible obviously, it's and true. he keeps mm. asking about it, and he says no, he's going to be fine. Like he decides to lie to him, mm. and then another good good line from mark rylance at the end when they get back to shore and uh the pilot gets off the boat and he starts walking and one of the army guys looks over and says where the hell were you like you know where was the air force and uh and mark rylance says these guys know where you were and he like pats him on the shoulder (laughs) it's just like (laughs) just amazing just amazing so i just i i I fucking like it gets a lot of shit apparently for like the uh the winston churchill thing at the end where she's reading the winston church i thought all that was really effective like really uh hopeful and Hmm. he's reading the newspaper on the train yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just like i don't know i thought it was a perfect way to end the film i mean it's just like history i I don't i don't know why you have a problem with that yeah, fuck you if you have a problem with I mean, that, it's, right? It's just like this happened. No, but I mean, like, go fuck yourself. If <laughs> yeah, you have a problem yeah, yeah, with that? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was my only problem with it. Like, it, yeah, go it, fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just came off as like way too like patriotic. Well, that, but also I like, got I got a little it, bit of it came, British. It came off way too. N- it. it came off way too Nolan-y. They're British, if that makes any no, sense, but. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, that doesn't make sense to me. You mean like? I guess you're saying like it, it reminds you of uh, 
Aaron Eckhart's speech at the end of, or, or Gary Oldman's speech at the end of yeah, the Yeah, that Knight. kind of thing. Yeah. That was extreme. That's, yeah. that's horrible. Though. Yeah. That's different. That's a really <laughs> yeah, bad yeah. speech. This is a really, like, objectively good speech given by well, one like, of the great speechifiers of all time. Well, like, know? if they had actually had the speech, I think, o- you know, over the images, I think that would have been better. But just having him, re- having him read it in the paper, I was like, eh. Oh, I like well, that. Okay. I like that a lot. Okay. But, you know, agree to disagree. Okay. John? Oh, I'm done. Oh, Kevin? Unless you want to talk about these Phase 9? I've never <laughs> seen it. Me neither. All right, go ahead. Any good? It's amazing. Season four. Amazing? Incredible. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Let me be honest here, okay? Let's take Deep Space Nine season... How far are you along in season four? Uh, like six episodes. Okay, let's six. take those six episodes, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say you had to rate the collective six episodes out of five. Oh, okay. This is fun. Yeah. What you? Episode one is a four and a half. I was actually saying all together collectively. Oh, all together? No, no, one. Go ahead. Do one okay, at a time. episode one... It's like an hour and a half. It's like the, the yeah, season. Yeah. Sure, oh, right, sure, right. Sure. And uh, the Klingons have like rebelled and they, they show up to D Space Nine. They're like, fuck you, fuck the treaty. <gasps> We're going to fucking kill everybody. Whoa. It's pretty insane. And then Deep Space Nine like has like infinite guns on it. Like, it, like <laughs> oh, it, it, it's got like. It makes its own ammo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. It, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so they come, they, like, Captain Cisco, who's the, the captain. Yeah. He, he fucking rules. He, uh, Cisco? Yeah, he, uh, Is that the, the black guy? Yeah. Okay. He unleashes hell. and uh, Does he say that? It's amazing. Is it like Gladiator? On my signal. No. Unleash um, hell. Episode, <laughs> I, I'd give that like a four, four and a half. It's, enter- it's really entertaining. Season two, I mean, uh, episode two yeah. season. Of Deep Space Nine. Season four mm-hmm. um, is a five. This episode is insane. What's it so is crazy. <sighs> Let's see here. Um, this is actually probably my favorite episode of Star Trek I've ever seen. I'll probably just cut all this out, so just go, go at okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, this episode is fucking mental. Um, Captain Sisko and his son, they're both on the on Deep Space Nine together. And uh, something happens with, like, a reactor or something like that. Or I think they're on a, actually on a ship, but whatever. Um, something happens with a reactor and, like, time, like, rips or something. And they get, like, uh, Sisko gets, like, flung into, like, another dimension basically but he keeps appearing to his son like every like few years and they don't know why they're like what the fuck's happening you know we can't figure it out and the son ends up like aging you know he's like goes on about his life and his father keeps showing up you know every five years 10 years 20 years you know whatever and uh the son like ends up dedicating his entire life to like figuring out what's happening he like he was like a writer at, at the beginning you know and uh he quits writing and uh, becomes a scientist, basically, and uh, tries to figure out, like, what's happening. And apparently, I, I mean, you guys are never going to watch this, and spoiler alert, at the, uh, at the end of the episode, it, it turns out that, like, the sun is the one who's actually keeping him from, like, because, like, the explosion happened at the same time, and it, like, shot him, or, like, kept him in this dimension and then flung the father in, the, in this other dimension. So, like, the son needs to die, basically, to, like, bring the father back. So the son kills himself to bring his father back in the past. So the the father like returns to the like that present or the uh, what happened in the past. But the the older son kills himself and talk about a tearjerker. This shit is epic. It, like, I was like, wow. me and Allison were like, you cried. I cried. Yes, it, it's in, it, it's intense. Okay, it, let's just it, hang it, on real is, quick. I know this is ridiculous. You, sounding. Season four, episode two, of called Deep the, Space Nine, the Visitor called the visitor jonathan cried the best episode <laughs> of star trek ever it is amazing did allison cry she cried yes oh wow it, it dude it is really fucking good damn son how long is it 
It's like 45 minutes. It's Good amazing. God. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is, is like, I just can't believe they like, built oh, go, up that much. Go watch this episode. No, it's like you, you got to like watch the seasons because you like you get to know the characters and stuff. And like, sure. honestly, the acting is like really good. Like for like nineties TV, this isn't is, the this captain is the principal from American History X? Yeah, yeah. Mein Kampf. <laughs> he throws it in the garbage. He's room. really like, yeah, like he enunciates enunciates his words like really well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really. I like him. It, it takes yeah. it takes a while to get used to with the way he acts, but like. Let me ask you this: Do you need to watch the pre- the preceding um, seasons of or series in no, order to watch Deep all. Space Nine? No. Um, all you need to know is like the Borg happened in the Next Generation, and Picard was taken by the Borg and became like their captain, and they like went against the Federation. I knew that already because of the okay. first contacts. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. That's when right. he's looking in the mirror, that's and the right. Thing yeah. Comes out of his cheek. Yeah, <laughs> because. Uh, Picard, as the captain of the Borg, kills Cisco's wife when he attacks like something. I don't when they attack like a ship or something. She was on it. Okay. And, and then at uh, the first episode of Deep Space Nine, like Picard shows up to Deep Space Nine. He's like, "Hey, how's it going, Cisco?" <laughs> and he's like, "You fucking killed my wife. Fuck you." <laughs> like, it's, he didn't say fuck you, but you know, any, it's good shit. Any interest? <laughs> any interest in Star Trek Discovery after all I, this? Okay, because they say the fuck word in that one. I was watching the fuck word. They say the f word. <laughs> uh, it is fuck. We uh, <laughs> we we pause Deep Space Nine at the end of season three just to take a breather. Um, sure, it's heavy. It's a yeah, lot yeah. of shit. You cry in every episode, so no, you might. No, the, <laughs> it's just heavy. every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've only cried once before on a Star Trek episode. It's called The Inner Light on Next Generation. Good God. It, no, dude. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck wrote these episodes. That's, well, the, that's, the, that's the one where, like, the, the, uh, that's the one where the, uh, the probe that the Enterprise finds, like, possesses uh, Picard, and then Picard ends up living an entire lifetime in 15 minutes. Because, like, this alien, race oh, sent out, this alien race sent out this probe as their uh, sun was exploding uh-huh. to, like, preserve their society and stuff and so it like possesses picard and shows like their whole like culture and then at the very end of the episode picard realizes like oh like you're the ones who are doing this to me and it's like super I don't know, it's that been, episode uh, was written by morgan gindle and peter allen fields those are good guys they probably won hit wonders but uh, morgan <laughs> gindle was the also came up with the story interesting and uh worked on a lot of tv shows hmm. it's the tv writer yeah it's funny how you got these TV writers like, like it's funny how this guy wrote this episode that was very profoundly affecting to you, and you know probably well written. I, I I can I can understand you saying that. And then he also like he never did anything else but like he wrote episodes of Twenty One Jump Street, Wise Guy, yeah, uh, <laughs> Drop Dead Diva, Law and Order. I mean like he's a shitty TV writer. It's but weird he wrote how this TV episode. can like affect you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the the notorious episode of Fresh Prince. Where, oh, I mean, that's now that's a tearjerker. Yeah, his like, dad comes back. Like, I oh, mean, man. it's it's crazy. I think it's because you it's just Will Smith's performance. So it's not the writing, and it's not the, no. It's, it's, it's not just that. It's like it's I, I feel like you know these characters. Like you like that's watch true, the, too, these yeah. characters. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. And you but, can just you can identify with. Sorry, like when uh, court here, you can identify with Will Smith as like a like the way he reacts to that. <clears throat> it's not just. It's not just. Uh, him crying that his dad left. Yeah, it's right. his refusal to cry at first, and then breaking <laughs> like down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then breaking down. That's what's so tear jerky about it. Yeah, 
and uh, on Frasier, whenever you find out that uh, um, their mother actually cheated instead of the father, like that, that, I don't know. That always like affected me. That doesn't get me at all. That, that really affected me. Nothing on Frasier gets me at all. Really, no. <laughs> it's just comedy. It's, just, it's Seinfeldian. It's not Seinfeldian. I, I like. I, there I are, think they try a they lot. Try a lot they try a lot. Yeah, yeah, profound, they like these moments, like the episode where. Uh, where uh, Niles is in the hospital and they have those like flashbacks yeah, and that, stuff. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, like, that works. That That's doesn't terrible. do anything yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, rest in peace, John Mahoney. Oh yeah, John Mahoney yes, passed rest in away. Peace. That's a yeah. bummer. Uh, I heard he was extremely ill too at the end. Oh, he, that's terrible. Liver was failing and oh, he had lung man. cancer and he was in hospice <laughs> care. Jeez. Big bummer, but yeah. uh, you know he, he had a great career and he did a lot of a lot of great parts and, and yes, definitely mostly um, Martin Crane. So. Yes, R.I.P. Martin Crane. Mm-hmm. But, I'll uh, rewatch the entire series in his in his name. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you got another one, Kevin. Uh, I got two more. Go ahead. Um, rewatched Badlands, another Terrence Malick flick. Back when he was good. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Oates fucking rules in this movie. He's great. Like any any listener who's been listening a long time knows, I have a huge heart on for Warren Oates' acting. But yeah, he's fucking great in this movie. Um, but one thing I want to bring up, whoever did the Wikipedia page for Bruce Springsteen's album, Nebraska. <laughs> now, okay. So I smell a tangent. <laughs> gee, really? <laughs> so, okay. So they're talking about the title track, Nebraska, and saying about how it's about Charles Starkweather, which is what Badlands is influ- is, you know, based on. But at no point do they say that, obviously, Bruce Springsteen watched Badlands. Because literally, the first line of Nebraska, Sar standing on her front lawn, just a twirl in her baton. It's like, that's the first time Martin Sheen sees Sissy Spacek in the movie. This is, you should update it. In those hot, I hot pants. That those hot turned. pants. Yeah. No? She looks too young. That's weird. Well, she was 15, so... <laughs> was, was she 15? In the movie. Her but character How old 15. is she really, though? I don't know. Uh, let's that look it up know. so I don't feel like a creep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... She looks weirdly young. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean... <clears throat> but the movie rules. <clears throat> Movie's fantastic. <clears throat> so, she was born in 49, so she'd have been like 29 when that oh, came yeah. out. Okay. Good God. <laughs> she does look young, though. I agree. Yeah. She's... Yeah. she's it's a little body on her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please cut that out. She's good looking. <laughs> she, I'm not allowed to say a 29 year old woman is good looking. Uh, just the way you said it was really creepy. She's yeah. Nice body. Like a little butt. Ah, uh, dude, please cut this out. <laughs> I will not Jesus be associated Christ. with this. Jonathan is so creeped out. <laughs> you don't like that butt? No, I don't. You don't like the butt. I've shorts? watched so much Star Trek that my 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 ethics has changed. What about, <laughs> what, about, what, about, what about Carrie? What she's in Carrie? Carrie White burns in I hell. Haven't, I haven't seen that. She's naked in the shower. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I've never seen Carrie. I haven't either. Actually, I, really? I've, I've seen that scene and other scenes. Is it from is it. it good? It's um. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's great. Uh, it's like. It has one of, in my opinion, one of the scariest, like, legit scariest scenes in all of cinema. So, like, Carrie is, like, raised by her mother who is uber, like, you know, ultra-Christian. 
Oh, man. And so, like, when Carrie gets her period for the first time, when she's showering after gym class. Oh, man. Yeah, so, like. scary. Please stop. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So she starts having her period and because like she has no idea what's going on. So she thinks that she's dying. Oh no. Because you know, yeah, you know, but then, but like, so she runs to all the girls and they start laughing at her and they start flinging tampons at her yelling, plug it up, plug it up, plug well, it up. They're just trying to help. Yeah. They're trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> they're right. She needs to plug that shit up. That's, mm, that's <laughs> fucking horrific. What, 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 what's your favorite Stephen King oh. adaptation? Because uh, you've read a lot of Stephen King, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Gotta be The Mist. Haven't actually seen The Mist. I know that's his favorite. Um, Me? No, not you. Oh, uh, his favorite. Oh, yeah, Stephen, Stephen King. King. Like, like, like not like apparently fa- he loves The Mist. Like, not faithful. It doesn't have to be faithful. Just like... Shawshank. Shawshank? Uh, was, that, was that Stephen King? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it was, wow. uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, cool. um, Green Mile, too. Green Mile is yeah. really good. Um, Shining, obviously, is the best Stephen King <clears throat> animation, so. I don't agree. Well, you're wrong, but it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll, get it. we'll get into that more with uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, and his Black Sheep film. Okay, let's, let's, not, let's not jump into that. <laughs> um, we're, we're so off track right now. Yeah. I'm trying to get us back onto. Uh, I just want to uh, know. That's a good question. Name one, one say, movie I, that I you like I would say The him. Shining, but I uh, haven't seen anything. You saw Shawshank? I mean, Dolor- uh, Dolores Claiborne is really good. Oh, um, misery? Mis- misery is fucking fantastic. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably, probably between. Haven't, <laughs> haven't seen Cujo. I remember Firestarter. It's been forever since I've seen Firestarter. I remember Firestarter being decent, um, but not like amazing. Um, Eleven twenty two sixty three. Haven't seen it yet. Cell was fucking horrible. Was entertaining. I'm sure Cell Um, Cell looked like shit. It was shit. Um, That's why it took like eight or nine years for it to come out. Under the Dome show, good. No, I got canceled it. after two seasons. Is that Stephen King? Yeah, yeah. Stephen King. It's like his one of his longest books, I think. Yeah, one of them. <clears throat> um, let's see. The miniseries of The Stand is pretty good. Um, the uh, the miniseries of It is it's all right. The the movie. You liked the movie a lot, didn't you? Yeah, it was yeah, it yeah. was pretty good. I thought they got like you know a lot <laughs> of the the spirit of the book mm. they got right. Um. Let's see. Uh, Silver there? Bullet was kind of <laughs> dumb. Uh, Cat's Cat's Eye actually has uh, some pretty pretty good stuff. Um, there, it's uh, like a bunch of like short stories, and one of them is uh, Quitters Inc. And uh, James Woods is trying to quit smoking, and like what they do is they like threaten your family, <laughs> and they like you know they're watching you like twenty four seven. Break your legs. They, yeah, that's like one of the things that they'll do if you like wow. try to. Yeah, creep show is creep, creep show. show is another he, good he, one. He wrote, didn't he write it? Yeah, he wrote. Creep yeah, show. he and uh, George Romero. Yeah, damn, dude, it's like way too prolific. Yeah, yeah, he's written way too much. Yeah, that's why he's kind of really low batting average too. When you think about it, like his, he writes so much stuff that the the few things that you would consider like classics out of those, it's like, like four. Yeah, but the, but he's got like a thousand books. So it's like obviously, if you write a thousand books, four of them might be pretty great, right? 
I would Kevin say disagrees. He thinks half of them are great. Better than no greats. A lot of them are like really fucking good. Yeah. And like, you know, that's that's the thing with To be uh, fair, never read any a word of any of them. So. <laughs> I'm with you. I've never read any Steve. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> Yeah, like like the whole thing with the shining, like, yeah, like visually and whatever, but you know, that's like again, we'll get we'll get into this more when we're talking about Barry How Lyndon. much of your distaste for the shining is colored by the fact that you like the book? I saw the movie like multiple times before I read the book. Kubrick just makes it his own, though. Like it's, yeah, he ma- he makes it his own, but like that, that like the thing is, like, I don't know. Like I think The Shining is like so held up by like quote unquote cinephiles that it's like okay, like yeah. I can see why you would like this, but I still don't think this is like it's certainly not Kubrick's best work in my opinion, and and uh, like even yeah. even like you know like you know you get into adulthood and like. An elevator full of blood is just not scary anymore. But so, it, it visually, it looks great. Yeah, vi- visually, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, again, that's Stanley Kubrick. Like you yeah, know, yeah. visually, yeah, I mean, it's always going to look great. <laughs> I don't know, but I, mean, I just don't. I just don't think. I don't think the performances are that great. This I is think, a great segue into Barry Lyndon. We're not done talking about what we watch. The, the performances yeah. are god tier in The Shining. I just serious. You don't like Nicholson in The Shining. <laughs> And Shelley Duvall? <laughs> Shelley Duvall is... What, is it because they're over the top? They're way over the top. Oh, really? He's, and really? he's more over the top in The Departed, which you said was a lot of fun. It's What's different. The difference? It's different. Like, The Departed is obviously a lot he, of fun. Like, he's, he's having fun with the role. Sure. Yeah. But, like, Kubrick, it's, it's so is it too dour. He's a madman. Too serious for you? In, uh, in, in The Shining, though. But, yeah, like, he... It's, you know, it's genuinely scary to me. Okay. Like, he's... I think He's there scary. are. I think there are moments that are scary. I think honestly, for me, <clears throat> I don't. I don't. I wouldn't judge the movie based on how scary it is because, like, yeah, I don't find. I mean, many, not many like movies scary, aren't scary, but like. But I'm saying, like, I'm not. That's not impugning you. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah. like, I don't. You know, <clears throat> like, I don't look at The Exorcist. Wow, wow, that was really scary. Which means it's a good movie. <laughs> it's just a good movie because it's what you know. The yeah, filmmaking yeah, yeah. is good, yeah. but like um, The Shining, I think for any horror film from you know pre whatever i don't know pre late 90s i guess or whenever stuff started getting you know uh more extremely dark and stuff like that any kind of horror movie from back then it's like <laughs> yes. no sauce is terrible but uh <laughs> I'm saying like uh it's just like admirable that you could make anything that wasn't just like a total train wreck you know like uh, like for me exorcist works so well because it's treating it's not treating its material like exorcist and the shining are, are they're not treating the material like it's b-movie stuff they're treating it mm-hmm. like it's elevated art and uh whereas most horror films back then would have treated i mean they would have been b-movies and they would have been treating the material yeah, like yeah. b-movies and therefore not elevating yeah, anything I see. and you know you wouldn't have actors like the caliber of actors uh, like the the Bergman guy, what the fuck's his name? Max von Sydow, <laughs> the Bergman. Yeah, guy. I know, right? Uh, Max von Sydow, you know, Jesus. elevating his through that performance, and even, yeah. even the other, the young priest, he's great in it too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then and Nicholson and, and Duvall, which uh, I mean, apparently you don't care for their performances, but you can acknowledge that they're like obviously it's not that. You can at least acknowledge that Nicholson didn't give a bad performance. He made a choice, right? He's not yeah, choosing. Yeah. He's not like he's like, oh, I fucked up and I I did that wrong. I wish I'd have done it better. Like he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing everything. He's so controlled. Like he's doing what he means to do, 
Like when he delivers those lines in the car to Danny, he's like, "Well, Danny," you know, and he's got that weird smile on his face. Like he's that's a choice he's making. You know, he's not like he's like, "Well, I think I'll try it this way, maybe, and see what happens." I mean, I think it feels like it's a very like there's a lot of thought put into what he's doing, right? And he's just a choice he was making at that time. And uh, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. But I, I love it. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's a, I, I think it's a blast. I love seeing his uh, his his. I love the fact that he's essentially insane from the beginning of the film. It's my second favorite Cooper, Cooper film, easily. Okay, oh, my two thousand one. Two thousand one is first. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I would say that that's super. Well, we're, we'll get we'll get to favorite because I, <laughs> I keep I don't just dropping that. Kubrick here. No, 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 no. What, what's uh, what's your other <clears throat> film you were going to talk about? Okay, so I rewatched The Prestige. Oh yeah, because okay. I saw that you would watch Dunkirk, and I was like, well, yeah. you know, I've been meaning to forever. You, you so wanted I need to watch re- a, a good Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, you yeah. hate Dunkirk, right? I gave it a four and a half. Oh, did you give it a four and a half? Yeah. I thought you gave it like a two and a half. Or no, a three or no. Okay, okay. Oh, that was Jordan. Jordan gave it like a three uh, yeah. point. He was yeah. too snooty for that one. Yeah, I guess. Um, I've always wanted to see the Prestige. Never seen it. I like. I remember. I remembered it being his best of the movies of his that I had seen up until Dunkirk, <clears throat> and like I like. It's. So good. Like uh, Hugh Jackman was in The Fountain the same year that uh, that he was in The Prestige. The best performance on film. Yeah, and <laughs> but like he's phenomenal in The Prestige too. Like he like that's that scene that scene at the funeral where like uh, you know he like look at, he's looking up at Christian Bale like which knot did you tie? And he's like uh, I keep I keep thinking, but I I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And it's like just, you know, he's like, you can see in his eyes, like he's about to like leap over the coffin and just pummel Christian Bale to a pulp. But he's holding it and he's holding it all in. And Bowie rules in the movie. Christian Bale rules in the movie. Um, Yeah, Tesla. And Andy Serkis is great. Rebecca Hall. Like uh, um, that's the, the scene where the girl drowns. Like there's no music. It's just. You're just presented with it Rebecca as it is. Hall, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is like evil, John. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Can continue. Yeah, so, and, that's pretty cool sounding. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's the artsy Nolan, but it's like the artsy Nolan without all the pretentiousness, and like, yeah, it's just so good. Awesome. Do you like yeah, Memento? So I have it. I've been meaning to watch it again. Um, yeah, I, it's been fifteen yeah, years like, for me. Yeah, because I remember. <laughs> I remember not being crazy about following. Uh, wasn't crazy about Interstellar. Um, Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. and yeah, and I just and I just rewatched all the Batman movies. So it's like fuck you. Uh, <laughs> overrated. Over, way overrated. Like, I mean. Y'all, y'all can hear my thoughts on past podcasts about yeah, the Batman look up, movies. Look up our post, past If anybody podcasts, ever says, like, what, what does overrated podcasts. even mean? You just say Nolan. Like, the, yeah. Christopher Nolan. There, there yeah. You go. Overrated. Yeah. Or it's like <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> yeah, the Dark Dark Knight trilogy. Um, but, yeah, I fucking love The Prestige. Uh, five out of five. Whoa. Awesome. I will definitely check it out, then. Check it out. I uh, rewatched. Or not rewatched. I watched uh, High School. Frederick Wiseman's second film uh, after Titicut Follies, which is about the uh, workings of a high school in 1968. 
and it's great. I mean, I, it's you got really, me super interested interested in this. You should Not watch all of these things. There's a big uh, file on uh, online. They don't have like a collection you could buy or anything. No, his films are owned by him, and they're oh. distributed by him. And you have to online? buy DVDRs oh. from him for thirty dollars. Wow! Or you can what buy, a dick. Yeah, thirty dollars a piece. Yeah. And that's no. those are the cheap ones. There are some other ones that are more expensive than that, and there's some Jeez. that aren't even available. You can't even get them on DVD. You have to buy the 16 millimeter print for like five hundred dollars. At what it's point insane. do you just say like, okay, no one's buying these because obviously, who the fuck is buying that? And he, you just no, release no, no, them no, free no, online? No, 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 no. He's selling them to institutions. Oh, okay. He sells. I see. He sells the oh. he sells the, the rights to to show them also. With, oh, so not not with the thirty dollars. You have to pay like hundreds of dollars, but then you get the rights to show them. So he's selling okay. them to like colleges and shit. Right. So he's making plenty of money. But they should be. There should. I mean, the biggest crime against humanity is that there is no Criterion box set of all of these films because they're mm. masterful so far. And uh, this one's just like fly on the wall. In this high school, and it's like you're you took a time machine to 1968, yeah, and you're amazing. walking around with the students, and you're it's cool. This there's these scenes of like classes going on. Oh yeah, that's cool. There's scenes of uh, and it's just incredible because there's no distractions. Like I've been watching the show on A and E called uh, Undercover Student or Undercover High, I think, mm. and it's about these 22 year olds who go back to high school undercover to like see what like the problems are at this high school <laughs> and uh and it's like you know it's kind of fun but it's like uh everybody in every class is on their cell phone all the time right and if you and you go back and watch high school with from this this movie high school and there's just no just like they have nowhere they have nowhere to look yeah. except at the teacher because yeah. there's nothing to do like what you can have you do? to learn exactly <laughs> you're forced to learn <laughs> so it's just fascinating and um I think, they I think john's kind of like Getting a little personal on like, this. I, I wish I would have been a teacher 50 <laughs> years ago. I, I wish I would have yeah. been a teacher in 1968. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't like put some kind of like anti-Wi-Fi in, in schools or something. They won't do that because of the uh, – well, they can – they do – I mean the Wi-Fi doesn't – you can get on the Wi-Fi, but you can't go anywhere on the I Wi-Fi. mean like you know, anti-LTE well, yeah, yeah, they phone. Wouldn't, they wouldn't let you do they that because do. it would be like a – they would – because the parents would lose control. That's true. Because oh, yeah, the yeah. parents don't care that their kids have phones. They love that their kids have phones because they want to be able to contact them all the time. Yeah, yeah. And if they can't contact them, they think that they're dead or something, you know? So I have kids, like, texting, and, and like, I catch them, and they'll be like, I was texting my mom. I was like, I don't give a fuck who you're texting. <laughs> like, you're texting. That's against the rules. I don't, You could be texting the Pope. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like, it makes no sense to me, but it doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. The point is that, uh, yeah, in high school, there's these great scenes of, like, administration, like, getting mad at kids and, like, uh, the process of like you know suspending them and them having, but it's fascinating because too because all these kids are so clearly highly intelligent, like more so than kids today would be. Like the way that they speak is so proper, mm. and they're like they form really coherent arguments about why they shouldn't be in trouble, and the principal has to argue back with them. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they have a debate debate the, team. Yeah, to... <laughs> the principal's argument. This one kid is like a nerd, and he got he got in trouble for like the teacher wrote him up, and he was like, "I didn't do anything." The other kid next to me did it, and she thought it was me. And then he tried to talk to her about it in class, and she wasn't having it, so she just wrote him up. And he was like, "I don't understand why I should get detention because I didn't like this is not what happened. I didn't do it." And she's confused and blah blah. blah. And the principal's like, uh, his his rationale is like, "Well, I mean, if she wrote you up, she's in charge." 
you should take the detention. Are you going to take the detention? And he's like, oh, I don't think I should have to. He goes, yeah, but if you want to be a man, you're going to take this detention. Wow. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny because it's like, it's just like not the way you would handle it at all nowadays. <laughs> you want to be a man? You want to be a man? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, where is this located? Uh, I, th- I want to say it's in Pennsylvania, but I'm not sure 100%. Mm. It's somewhere in the north. But, um, gotcha. Are there like talking head interviews? No, 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 oh, no, no, good. no, no. He doesn't do any of that kind of stuff. That's it's all cool. it's completely yeah. fly on the wall. It's That's just really like cool. the cameras awesome. are there watching people do stuff. And uh it's just when you see like some of the parents are like they like this one parent of this girl who comes he comes to complain because his daughter is failing English class, but the teacher wrote on her essay uh fabulous. That her writing was fabulous. So he's complaining. He's like, how can my daughter be failing? But her writing is fabulous. This guy looks like uh, Al Capone. Like, he's just, like, <laughs> complete. Like, he's, he's got this unbelievably interesting face. And it's, like, this the kind of face that, you, that does not exist now. It's, 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 it's the only way I can describe it. But it's just amazing. And it's, like, the closest thing you can get to going in a time machine. And I wish there was a time machine. I would die. I would just be like, I'd just, I'd kill anybody. <laughs> I'll literally put a contract on anybody. I'll kill them for a time machine. I was, I was thinking about how terrifying it would be when I was watching Barry Lyndon. I was thinking how terrifying it would be to just like appear in that time. Well, see, the thing and is, just see the everybody is, in like pantaloons. It, it, just, oh my! You know, if like, you do put the contract on someone and kill them, then you go back in time. You actually didn't kill them. Exactly. There so you go. It's totally so, fun. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Bam. Done. And, and also, conscience like, and go back. You know, <laughs> it wouldn't be so hard. All you got to do is watch Outlander. Right. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess let's uh, move on to the deep dive. Sounds good. Speaking of uh, going back in time, uh, our deep dive is Barry Lyndon, directed by Stanley Kubrick from 1975 and starring um, Ryan O'Neill and Some other not people. really anybody mm-hmm. else of note, unless Kevin knows somebody. He loves British uh, people. Some uh, supermodel? She was like a model. Yeah, Mar- Mar- Marisa Berenson? Some. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she is good looking. Yeah, a couple of people who we've seen from other Kubrick movies. The uh, accountant is the uh, caretaker for yeah, the Overlook Yeah, he's Grady. And uh, mm-hmm. Patrick McGee is uh, the Chevalier, and he was also... Uh, <laughs> he was also uh, Burgess in um, Clockwork Orange. Like, they actually put <laughs> his, they, they put his name... As uh, who is he in Clockwork Orange? The the writer who Alex and his friends assault, oh. but they gave him um, Anthony Burgess. Anthony Burgess's name in That's like funny. like you see it in like uh, in a snippet of the um, the newspaper. I did not know that was that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Jonathan, do you want to? Can you can you run down what this movie is about? No, you did. No, you did. It's your pick. Uh, okay, um, it's about an Irish immigrant, I guess, to England. Was he ever born in Ireland? He's in Ireland at yeah, the he's beginning a, of the film. Yeah. Within Ireland? Yeah. yeah. Where the duel happens? The first duel, yeah. All right. Oh, no, well, I didn't I'll, know. I'll, I'll take over. Yeah, you uh, got it. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little confused by that. Uh, I thought they were in England. It's about a man, <laughs> a, a boy really, named Redmond <clears throat> Barry, played yeah. by Ryan O'Neill, who is uh, a rastabout and a rake and a jerk-off and a... Completely immature, and he ends just up, a dumbass. Yeah, really. he kind of fucks his life up one <laughs> yeah, after the other yeah. event, and then he ends up joining the English military, and then he goes AWOL, and then he uh, works for the Prussian military, and then he goes AWOL again. Well, gets abducted. Yeah, he's abducted into the Prussian military. And yeah. he's been, so it's just like a, a series <clears throat> of uh, kind of an episodic film. 
until it gets to the point of him Ups marrying and, and everything, and then, uh, and then yeah, down, kind of down, yeah, it down. just kind of goes down, 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 down. Yeah, shows how he fucks his life up for for good. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's Barry Lyndon, and uh, this is. I think we've all seen this before, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is my <clears throat> second time seeing it. Same. Same, yeah. Second yeah. time. And so uh, what did we think of Barry Lyndon? I still think this is the outlier for me. I don't know. This just does... It feels Kubrick, but, like, I don't know. It just... It, compared to his other films, it just... It stands out to me. I don't know why. Mm. It's just... It's a good film, but it's not, like, the same caliber as, like, his other works. For me, or what I've seen, like 2001 to right. Eyes Wide Shut, I guess. I guess yeah. it wasn't as bad as mm. I remembered it being the first time I watched it. Like you the, didn't like it at all. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking long!" And Ryan O'Neill is fucking awful. I liked Ryan O'Neill in it. I thought he, he was good. He wasn't like the second time around. I didn't think he was horrible, but like, still didn't like him. I still didn't like him. Like he's got like he's basically like got like four or five like different faces <laughs> and none of, and yeah, like, I, I and, agree with and that. none of them like none of them really you know i don't he just i like his melancholy faces so he just seems like a sociopath that one like he's just like yeah and like you know like he an can opportunist he can cry and he can kind of look like kind of kind of happy but not really like uh when um when nora's like you know, find my ribbon, and he's like almost on the verge of tears right there. Like, I can't find it. It's like, just reach into her bodice, you dick. She wants you to. Like, she's wanting you to feel her up. Like, just do it. And <laughs> he's like, he's a boy though. He's like, yeah, he's supposed to be young. He doesn't. He's uh, that's nervous. An- that's another thing. Like, they keep like, you know, oh, he's just a boy. He's just a boy. He looks like he's in his mid twenties, man. Well, he's like supposed to be like eighteen, I guess. Right? I, I so. guess, but I mean, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't think Ryan O'Neill did a did a good job. Um, it was funny that uh, two thousand one was on yesterday. Like that scene with uh, Leonard Rossiter, who also played uh, Captain Quinn. I think he's fucking great in 2001. Like, he's so natural. He's got the accent down so well. But in this one, he's like, you know, his <laughs> eyes are just wide the entire time. And it's just so, Was like... The guy he duels with at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Well... I don't know. I, I think the biggest thing with this movie is obviously the cinematography and the uh, the art direction. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much on crack. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, oh, I thought it was really great. <laughs> I uh, I think, and I thought Ryan O'Neill was actually like really good. In it. Um, well, I was like surprised at how much I liked this performance actually, mm-hmm. um, because I the first time I watched it, I remember thinking he wasn't uh, amazing, but I had it you know kind of in my mind that he's not British and he's you know. Uh, putting on an accent. I think that his accent is a little, uh, Mm. it's very, very weak in the sense that it sounds like he barely has an accent. Yeah. Sometimes he He does the Irish twang sometimes. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he leans into it a little bit more. Yeah. But, uh, but I thought that his, aside from his accent, I think that his acting was all really spot on. And I, I especially like the scene where he breaks down with his child at the end and he actually cries and everything. Mm. And I thought that was pretty impressive. And, um, you I, know, like the, I like the scene where he gets robbed. 
by the uh, yeah, robbers. The most polite robbery in history. <laughs> yeah. I think you can put your hands down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can put your hands down, Mr. Batty. <laughs> I like that. I like their negotiation too. Can I like, please I keep need, uh, yeah, the horse? Can I keep my horse? And he's like, no, I'll let you keep your boots though. Normally, I'd take your boots, but yeah. I'll let you keep them. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, all that stuff was great. I, I mean, I agree. The, the costume designing and the, um, you know, the set design. Obviously, I mean, I don't know set design really. It just seems like they shot in like actual palaces yeah, or something. It's but all of the uh, location. But the costume designs and the cinematography are obviously like you know pretty stunning. Although I wouldn't say it's his. I wouldn't say it's Kubrick's best looking movie. At all, nah. I, I think there are other films that of his that have better. Uh, I don't know, just look better overall. I'd say it's a little bit like he seems. It, it seems like he tends to shoot almost like every shot with uh, like super deep focus. So there's no, there's nothing out of focus in any shot ever. Yeah, it seems like mm. which is uh, you know, it's just a choice, I guess. But I don't know. I tend to like you know some shallow focus in a movie. Like every once in a while, like you know rack the the focus or something like that to mm. to show something but he's just like very um i guess uh whatever the fuck you'd say i don't even know what the fucking word i'm looking for is uh like you know what word am i looking for i don't know Not i don't brain. know man this is driving me nuts what are you talking about the like a work like a workman doing something that, that just to do it well jobber <laughs> A workman like doing the comp- something, the composition of the well. shots. Like or? he's not artistic; <clears throat> he's just doing it. A jobber. He's just shooting the movie. He's being a jobber. jobber. No, <laughs> Kubrick is a jobber. He's shooting the movie very, very <laughs> utilitarian. Oh, utilitarian. That's yeah, not the that's, word I'm looking for. That works though. Okay. It just seems like he's not like the the shots aren't. I mean, some of the shots are like artsy or whatever. You know, like he does these like the slow zoom ins and zoom yeah, outs. Yeah, lots like of zoom outs. Yeah, yeah. But like. Those shot, even those shots. There, there's no like, you know. I'm saying there's no. They don't pull the focus ever. Like everything's super deep focus. Everything looks yeah. like Citizen Kane. Like it's just like mm. everything is in focus. Yeah, in the foreground and the background. Yeah. everything all the time. Yeah, it's, just, it's a strange choice for this kind of movie because normally in like a period piece like this, you'd think you'd want to make things like as I think he was know, going for the painting and pretty. Painting feel. I agree. I yeah, agree. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's several scenes that are yeah. actual. Like they're, actual paintings, tableau vivant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was the whole thing too with like uh, all the scenes that were shot like with uh, candlelight. They couldn't really move the camera; like they had to keep it in focus because otherwise it would look like shit. Yeah. Um. You know. So I guess there's a lot of that. I read that and, they like, invented lenses. Well, I think he like to he, capture something from camera, NASA. Like, yeah. yeah, like Kubrick like found like found some lenses yeah. that were made for like the moon landing and uh but then they had to it, like yeah. like make some like <laughs> they had to, <laughs> yeah exactly. leftovers from the fake. leftovers from the fake <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but yeah like they had to make like some special aperture for the cameras to yeah. put the lenses on and even the lenses themselves they had to modify and like you know that's why everyone's like really like you know they don't move a lot in those scenes so I will yeah. say there's also like a lot of soft photography in this movie, like um, the kind of like Vilmos Sigmund, uh, like McCabe and Mrs. Miller kind of stuff going on in I some scenes, that. like almost <coughs> like uh, like Vaseline on the lens or something, mm. which I'm not a <laughs> huge fan of. I mean, like I don't I don't mind it in some like I when when Sigmund does it, it's like his style, I guess. So it's like you know whatever, but. I just see it just feels like if anything dates the film that dates the film like that mm. kind of photography mm. and it's not in every scene and it's in, honestly it's been very few yeah. scenes but there are certain scenes that have it and it's just like 
it gives that everything glowy, kind of glowy feeling. And I don't yeah, know why yeah. you'd want that. But I mean, does this know, get the Kubrick pass like this movie? Like if this was made by someone else, would it be as regarded? Well, it's uh, see, that's, I know a, it's hard that's to a say. weird question because if it was made by someone else, you wouldn't have some of those things that we're talking about, like the slope zoom ins and the tableau vivant and stuff like that. He yeah, wouldn't, like, would other be, people wouldn't do that. So yeah, and it would be shorter and yeah. all, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It would, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I was thinking at the beginning of it that you couldn't, other filmmakers couldn't get away with doing what he's doing. I can see he's like, he's like, well, even he didn't get away with it because I mean like the critics pan this mostly and his reaction was the shining of popcorn movie. I mean, not, you know, not totally, but yeah, but it reminds me of like, it just reminds me of like Tarkovsky. It's like no other filmmaker can get away with what Tarkovsky's doing either. He's like, and when you try to, you just come off as pretentious. I wonder if Kubrick was, I don't know, like. I wonder if there was influence back and forth. I know there's a letter circulating around the internet that he wrote to Bergman where he tells Bergman how great he is, but I don't know. Because Kubrick's like just yeah. on this, he's like in this other, I don't know, he's yeah, like he another was, realm. Of, yeah, he was kind of you know. like, <laughs> like he was another like, dimension almost. Like it's, yeah. Well, he was a lot like Hitchcock where like, you know, people went to see, you know, like they weren't necessarily going to see Vertigo because, oh, I like Jimmy Stewart. I'll go see this new Vertigo movie. Like, they're going to see Vertigo because, oh, that's the new Hitchcock movie. Yeah. You know, where, like, Hitchcock looms so large over his movies that, you know, he's basically the star. And I think it's, I think it's the same with Kubrick. Definitely. Except Kubrick is a much better director. Oh, 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 did I go there? Did I say it? I've seen, like, no Hitchcock. I've seen one Hitchcock film, so I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the man to judge. <laughs> We're on a film podcast. I know, yeah. <laughs> I've seen almost all the Kubrick films, though, multiple times. Almost? I've seen... I haven't seen Lolita or Spartacus. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those either. But I think Fantastic I've seen everything else. Oh, seen I've never Lolita. seen um, Lolita, Spartacus, or Fear and Desire, which is his, I guess, his first yeah. real film. First uh, feature, at yeah. least. Never mm. seen any of those. But I do own all of them. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I've got uh, Lolita, Fear and Desire, and Killer's Kiss uh, I li- I waiting see, for me. I like yeah. Killer's Kiss. I, I, I a lot of people it. think it's like tra- Like Jordan said it was trash, but I, I liked it quite a bit. It's like noir and everything. But anyways, getting back to Barry Lyndon. Um, yes. I, like, speaking of the costume design, I really dug the uh, – and I don't know if this is like a historically accurate thing or whatever. It seems like it would be because I know that – if I'm not mistaken, he this movie came out of his failed Napoleon yeah, movie. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure he did like a shitload of research for that. So that yeah. would have been so good. This idea yeah. of uh <laughs> this idea of uh these the men all wearing this white powder, which I know that's accurate, but the fact that all the beauty marks, how they'd have the black yeah. dots all over their faces. Yeah, yeah. Like I just thought that was really crazy. Like that just gives all the characters such so a much weird blush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, such a yeah. weird look, you know. Yeah, like apparently, like he wanted to do a Napoleon movie, and then some movie called Waterloo came out and like bombed at the box office. And he was like, "Okay, I'll do Vanity Fair." And then like, "Oh, well, there's a TV miniseries coming out about that." Fuck. <laughs> All right, I'll do Barry Lyndon. Fuck. I you know I could I, see I could totally see Kubrick. Oh fuck. Yeah, you know? totally. I I I think uh, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, it's like the what ifs. I mean, I'm sure. His Napoleon film would have been great too, oh, but for sure. it's you know whatever you know he yeah. made this one, and it's like he was going to do the Aryan Papers, which is a Holocaust drama, but Schindler's List came out, so he didn't do it. What are mm. you going to do? You know he's going to do AI, but he died. What are you going to do? Yeah, 
But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I really I like I said I just I like that. I like the um, this you know kind of like the scope of it, like how long it takes the the story of this man's journey into becoming yeah. a man and then becoming like a real scumbag of a man. Yeah, yeah. I like the whole st- all the stuff with the stepson. I liked the stepson a lot, like his kind of whiny personality. And the, the, after he hits him for uh, spanking his actual son, yeah, and he's like, "You shall never reprimand me again." <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's such a little bitch. And the duel between the two of them was great. Yeah, um, the duel. The fact. The fact. I love the that his gun misfires yeah. and they have to count it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the the properness of the whole situation yeah. is amazing, which is absolutely yeah, insane yeah. too, because it's like the du- dueling is such an insane. Like you're gonna stand ten feet away from you and shoot at you with a gun, and whoever yeah, yeah. doesn't get hit, whoever misses, loses. And it's just like that's no rifling in the barrel though. So it's nuts though. Fly anywhere, but that's nuts. It killed it killed one of the the refs. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they were all standing back. They were like started backing up. Yeah, um, and I love funny the, too, I love the like, idea that 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 they were like. Nobody wanted to duel ever. Like in the in the multiple duels throughout the film, yeah. like everybody's just scared to death. It's just like what you did, though. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like I've I've gotten myself into the situation. I can't back out, or I'll look like a coward. Th- yeah, 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 but yeah. I am a coward because I'm scared out of my. Whenever mind right the the sun misfired, all the 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 guys' faces were just like he's like I need another gun. And they're just like no, like yeah, that's that's your shot. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, sir. Is how that it, is your shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when Lyndon shoots into the ground, they're so happy. They're like, oh, shot we can go ground. home now. Yeah, it's over now. You're satisfied, right? <laughs> I have not received satisfaction. And the puking scene, how it takes, it's like a, it's like seriously like a 90 second puking scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he spends a lot of time on certain things in this movie. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good shit. What y'all think of that fight in the uh, the music room? I loved where, it. Where he's like trying to beat the shit out of his. It reminds me. It, it was great, and it reminds me of. Um, I'm sure that Birth uh, ripped it off or, or was influenced by it because it reminds me of the scene in Birth where uh, Danny Houston grabs Cameron Bright in the in the music hall and spanks him mm. oh, in right. front of everybody, yeah. and they have to like drag them apart and everything. It, that's the, yeah. I I really dug that scene a lot. I think certain. If I had a complaint about the film, it would be the kind of weightlessness of some of the violence and i don't uh-huh. mean i don't mean the violence of like as far as like i really dug the fist fight actually like the uh the brawl that they had in that school, yeah, in the the square. Soldiers, yeah yeah that was amazing yeah. but some of the other stuff like anytime uh guns were fired it's just like especially that shot of him like through the uh when they're in the battle scene yeah and yeah when you can see the gun kind of avoiding gun, the yeah. camera and then and then it sh- <laughs> when it shoots it literally feels like a cap pistol it's, it's like <laughs> And then, like, a little wisp of smoke comes out, and they pull it back, and I'm just like, that drags me right out of it. Like, I need, like, uh, I need like plumes of white smoke to come out of that it, rifle, Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, like Last like of the a, Mohicans, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate or not. I don't care. I just need it. I need it. It just right. feels, like, so, like, unreal like that. It just feels like a movie gun shooting, mm. and that bothers me. But, I mean... I don't think those guns had very much recoil, though. That's, yeah, Probably I mean, not. I don't know the science of it. Let's argue yeah. it down enough, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like <laughs> well, I was going to talk about this last week, actually, and I forgot to. Just like, well, I mean, and it's come up a lot in the uh, comments. When I posted our last episode on Amadeus, I posted it on the uh, film film Facebook film forum, mm-hmm. which is like a group. Uh, 
of film guys and uh everybody seems to be like two camps like either they really love the movie or they really hate it and everybody who hates it hates it because it's not accurate to history <laughs> and i'm just like and i'm Ugh. like i like you just you know separate those things out like that was for amadeus yeah and i'm just like uh but i was gonna say like is that an important factor for you guys like does it need to be in does it need to be historically accurate in order to be enjoyed I don't think so. I mean, it's the same thing with like, like glorious um, bastards. Yeah. I mean, well, like all, fucking you know, entertaining beyond belief. I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> the whole thing of like, oh, you know, like we've talked about this a billion times. Like, oh, the book was better. Like, the book is a different thing. Right. Yeah. They're two completely different mediums. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't just say one is better than the other. Maybe you appreciate the cinematic experience or the literary experience more. Whatever. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it. But, come on. Like, that's life. <laughs> in some of the comments, they were like, whoever, whoever Mozart was, he wasn't this guy. And it's just I, like, I, mean, I mean, it's ridiculous because you take something like, like Last Temptation of Christ. I mean, yeah. I mean it, it's, it's not historically accurate, I guess, but it's like... Who, ca- who cares? Because right, Jesus isn't, I, I didn't exist. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it's like who, who cares? I don't know. Like Mozart might or I mean, he kind of was like that though. Like it doesn't it, even matter. Even historically, it's a, it's like a he story. Was, yeah. It's a story about a character named Amadeus Mozart. It's not about Mozart. Yeah. The per- it's not a biopic. Yeah. So it's like it's not a Wolfie. documentary about him. It's if you want to watch Amadeus. a documentary about Amadeus, I'm sure there's many, many documentaries made. I think I even said that last week. But it's like yeah, it's I mean, a, it's the same thing here. It's like. But I think the I think the point of it is Mozart himself was so like mythologized, like he's so you know there's so many legends. Yeah, and stuff. Well, that, that's what. Yeah, that's the what, way that Salieri reacts to seeing him and realizing he's Mozart. That look on his face. Yeah, is, that's, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to feel that way too as the audience. Wow, Mozart is like this you know boy who's like, an idiot and yeah it's like into fart jokes and stuff yeah that's the point of the movie yeah right. i think yeah that's and especially the point. since you know like you know classical music has this you know air of you know just being the highest of high art yeah and you know trying to bring it down to like you know quote unquote a base level yeah you know it's you know people just freak out they uh, lose it. Like, yeah. It's like the Italians are the greatest. It's like, who gives a shit about the Italians? Like, it's yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like he's trying to be, yeah. Yeah. And it's every man or something. Yeah. Well, it's like with, uh, like, <laughs> another thing with The uh, Last Temptation of Christ, people were, like, up in arms because, like, Jesus has sex in the movie. Like, the important part is not that he has sex. Like, oh, this yeah. isn't American Pie. Like, the fact is that he can now be a normal person and have a family. But again, you can watch it. You can watch that film. I mean, I, I would hope that, like... I just feel like, Amer- especially American audiences, but audiences mm-hmm. in general aren't mature enough to say, okay, The Last Temptation of Christ is not about the Jesus that I believe exists and that I right. worship on Sunday. Yeah. The Jesus Christ in this movie is a character called Jesus Christ who's based on that character or who's based on that person, but it's not the same thing. Like, they're not saying yeah. that, like, Jesus, this is actually what happened. This yeah. is what Jesus did back then. They're saying that, you know... The film. There's some guy walking outside, staring at us. Oh, okay. They're, they're saying that you know this is a care. This is just one way to uh, you know look at his life in another in another perspective yeah, and yeah. get something else out of it other than here's this perfect human being who's walking around. We should be like him, you know. Yeah. But all of this is way off track. What I was, what <laughs> yes. I was trying to get to was that. I mean, 
you know, like like talking about the the for instance something like the beauty marks or the the, mm. the recoil in the rifle or whatever. Like does mm, Barry yeah. Lyndon does Barry Lyndon need to be historically accurate? Because obviously it's a fictional uh, tale. I guess uh, it's yeah, based it's, on the book by Makepeace Thackeray, William Makepeace Thackeray. But yeah, um, you know, does it matter that it's uh, on point one hundred? Because I would imagine that it's actually extremely accurate. But does that matter? Yeah, I mean, I would say you know the the research that Kubrick did. I'm sure is completely accurate, but you know, I mean, the the, narr- the narrator says one thing whenever they're whenever he's going to battle, or like they're I think the the British I think he was in the British Army, but they're going to they're going against somebody, and it's like this this battle is so minute that it's probably not even in the history books. Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the skirmish with yeah, the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, you won't find this battle in any history yeah, books. Maybe that was the cover yeah. up, but it for, was very memorable for those involved. He said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys feel about the narration? Uh, at first, I was like, "Ew!" Like, I don't know, I don't know about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But by the end, I was like, yeah, "It's fine." Kind of not one side or the other for me. I don't mind it kinda because it's yeah. cons- I don't mind it because it's consistent. Yeah, yeah I, like yeah, when I it first started, I was like, I was that way too. I was like, "Oh my god, I don't remember this having narration." Yeah, like, same here. Cool. I was like, "Man, how do I? How did I forget the narration? Yeah. That's weird." But yeah. the fact that it's like the entire <laughs> way through the film and it's very, very like constant and consistent kind of like works for it. It just becomes a part of the aesthetic yeah, of the film. Yeah. So I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Uh favorite scene in the movie? The robbery scene. That, the robbery that, scene. That was fantastic for me. It's a classic. I liked it a lot. <clears throat> My favorite would be the uh when he uh when the guy the whole scene where the guy announces his uh marriage to the cousin and then he says this is my toast and he throws the glass in his face oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's amazing <laughs> I love that Kevin he's such a fucking dick <laughs> I like dude what are you doing yeah <laughs> and Wait, he ends up marrying her anyway I love that too the, the yeah, scene when it's, like, re- when it's revealed to him that, that was great really shoot him. that was yeah, fantastic yeah. Oh, you hit him with tool and what's so great tool. is I totally forgot that dude I was like oh yeah yeah you yeah. dumb piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> Did you really think we're going to give up fifteen hundred pound a year? <laughs> yeah, they're obsessed with the fifteen hundred a year. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if I could pick a favorite scene. Oh, another thing about like talking about how like kind of uh, weightless the violence is. Like the the slow motion scene where the kid falls off the horse. Yeah, it's cool that they got the kid to fall off the horse. I'm not even sure how they did that. That like, was pretty they had, like, crazy. A stunt child or something. But it, the, it was kind of filmed a little up, like the there was yeah. like a ridge line. Maybe you think there was, there was yeah, a yeah, bell, yeah. bell on something. But it's like yeah. when he fell and hit the ground. I was like, he didn't hit his head, and his head is bleeding. And it's like I don't like it's like little stuff like that. Like Bob, I wish I had just cut before he hit the ground. Yeah, or he'd have, like fallen out of frame or something. And I'm like, I'm not to say you know Kubrick should have done it some other way but it's like a little nitpicky I know it, no it's a super nitpick it's not it's not something that's like contributing to my star rating necessarily but it's just like another example of that kind of yeah, weightless yeah when he when he fell from the horse I was like there's no way this kid died I'm sorry yeah. like I've fallen out of trees exactly. at this age <laughs> exactly way higher than this and I didn't die like the idea yeah. that he felt the idea that he fell off a horse and died is not unrealistic at all but the yeah. idea but seeing the fall yeah, see, is like that's not a fall that kills somebody <laughs> well I have a similar thing like the the first time he uh uh, beats him when he's a kid. Mm. Like it's obvious that the baton is not even making contact. Oh yeah, he's like stopping and, short. Yeah, he's sure. just and the kid is like you know moving, the kids, like the kids, moving forward. I didn't really get that. And the, really? Well, 
this is the very first I thought time. they were wearing the, the, pads the, the, or something. They probably were, but I mean, he's not hitting him hard if he's yeah, hitting him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the kid is terrible in that. The first stepson, yeah. he's like, and he's like getting hit. And it's almost like he's being like sexually aroused. He's like, oh, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. The, it's it's disturbing. Oh, the, uh, when, the first, he's old, when he's older, the young, no, the young stepson. No, the, the, when oh, he's, oh, okay. Like like before they, like, Ryan is born. Brian is born. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. So it's just intense, and that kid sucks. <laughs> and yeah, those those scenes aren't aren't. Although when like he, I think when he hits scene, when he's an adult, he's he like, him, it looks all right. I liked him in the first scene where he's like, I think he's nothing more than a common common opportunist. Like he's great in that scene, yeah. but then like a scene later, it's like, what happened? Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> kids are brutal. Yeah, what are you gonna do? And yeah. Bri- even Bri- even the kid who plays Brian, that, that that deathbed scene, like he's he's. I'm dying, daddy. <laughs> Will I go to heaven, daddy? Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> And it's just like what I don't know how else you could oh. deliver those lines, but it, yeah. a, that's just kind of the I guess maybe the writing's problem, maybe. But again, yeah. that's I mean, it's one scene out of a three-hour movie. I don't know. Yeah, and I like I said, I really like Ryan O'Neill's reaction to that whole thing. So yeah, that was probably his best bit of acting in the entire movie. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was really kind of funny how like um, so apparently. Barry is like really proficient with his fists and with a sword. Yeah. But like that never like it never really comes to bear. Like True. He's, like he's got that one he fist fight. He fights that guy with the sword and he wins. Yeah. So that's when they say it. Yeah. Steven, like he's yes. proficient with the uh, sword. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. He fights uh, <laughs> Stephen Burkhoff. Since I love um, that because that guy's like right when he wins, he's like, I'll pay you today, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, apparently he's, like, a badass duelist, uh, you know, with a sword, but, like, that doesn't, like, I don't know. It felt like that could have been something he could have relied on later in life. But, again, you know, that kind of does go with the whole theme of Barry Lyndon, like, oh, look at me. I'm finally successful. I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah. You know? I'm going to go horrifically into debt. And yeah, like, trying to up. Get shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By my stepson, who I beat the leg looked amazing the yeah, when he's walking on the crutches yeah where was his leg um i i genuinely don't know uh, uh, pro- probably kubrick sawed it off himself uh, <laughs> i was thinking it was probably like uh, i mean obviously it was, it was like up behind his leg but like turned this way and yeah. then they shot it at an angle yeah it had to have been because like dude it was i was seriously thinking at the uh, okay during the first shot agreed right but when it cuts to him from behind yeah I'm seriously thinking that his leg was out in front of him, and he was like walking with it. Oh like, up, shit! And then they had a, uh, a fake prosthetic, yeah, like probably. hanging. Because like there's no because you can look at it like you can pretty much see his butt, and yeah. there's like nothing there. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like there's no way his foot is behind him. Like it's <laughs> that looked amazing to me. But um, yeah, I thought the the amputated little leg looked great. How about the music? Music was great. Loved uh, the music. Loved the. I think it's a Schubert song. The ding, 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 I like. I really like that track yeah. a lot. I remember when I saw the film the first time. I mm. immediately went to Casa and downloaded that track. Casa, yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> got like seventeen malwares. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely. It probably took like an hour and a half to download it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like during the robbery, I thought the flute stuff was really distracting because mm. it's like there in the background there is a lot of music in the movie yeah it's, like yeah, it's, it's playing like, during a lot of scenes yeah, yeah and like so, sometimes i thought that was really a distraction mm. i mean i could see it like speaking of like this being some kind of outlier in, in his filmography in kubrick's filmography um i could see that in just just as much as uh, like just in as much as 
it seems like if I was going to call Kubrick pretentious ever, it would be during this film. Like, or not pretentious, but self-indulgent. Self-indulgent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the better like word. He, like he's, he's clearly completely unconcerned with how the audience is feeling about anything. Yeah. He's going to hang on whatever he feels like hanging on. Mm. He's going to show what he wants to show. And I mean, just that scene, like you were talking about where with him and his cousin and the ribbon, Yeah, that scene is so long Yeah, and it's so early in the film. It's yeah. like, we should, you'd think like we normally we would just get the, you want know, to get off and get going, you know? Yeah. But he's got this incredibly long scene. That it almost, seems and it's malicious. Like a, and it's like a single it take seems... almost, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does seem, it seems, yeah, it seems like uh, aggressive <laughs> towards the audience in some yeah. way. So, yeah. And I'm not sure why, like, I don't. I don't either. He's probably just his mood at the time. Who knows, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's well, probably pissed that he couldn't make Napoleon. So he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to do that. <laughs> there was that. And, like, apparently he was on, like, an IRA hit list. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because, like, they found out about, like... Uh, Did they film in Ireland? They filmed some stuff in Ireland. Oh, like, wow. like, a lot of the interiors and stuff. And apparently the one there's a, the one scene where they have, like, the um, the British soldiers... Apparently the IRA was like, nah, son, you're dead. Yeah, and, cool. yeah, and he like escaped the country <laughs> under an assumed name. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like I, re- I really don't. I, I mean, he could have been in danger. I don't know. I mean, there was like, you know, there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Those people are crazy, man. They, yeah, yeah. But uh, weird beliefs. Yeah. Well, uh. I don't know. I've I've pretty much uh I pretty much exhausted my list of things that I wanted to talk about with this thing. I mean, I, I like I say I really I really really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh very very good. It's certainly uh not Kubrick's best, but then it's like mm-hmm. talking about Kubrick, it's like I mean I don't know. His films are they're all so good in different ways to me that I'd be I like I'm hard pressed to pick a favorite Kubrick film. Because, like, part of me wants to say, like, Full Metal Jacket. But that's only because Full Metal Jacket is his most accessible and entertaining film. Yeah. Whereas I can see the, like, and I'm, not to say that I'm not entertained by 2001, because I certainly am. But it's also a lot more, uh, it's not as easily accessible. Oh, yeah, it's challenging. It's very challenging. and um, But there are moments in it that are, like, mind-blowingly good. Mm. On repeat. Yeah, like, on re- yeah, watching, yeah. It, they don't they don't get worse. They really don't. They don't lose any of their power. The last like forty five minutes are yeah, they, yeah, just yeah. the yeah. He set the high mark. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean, this film. I would say that if anything, this film is maybe lacking some of those extremely powerful moments. That yeah, some of his other and, and like, films. Yeah, that, that's what I was meaning by that. Like, They're I feel memorable. like yeah, I feel like with two thousand one, you get that. I feel like with uh, Clockwork Orange, you definitely get that. The Shining, you get that. Full Metal Jacket, you get that. Eyes Even Wide Eyes Shut, Wide Shut as yeah. a whole is mm, like that. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, this film is just a long drudgery. But it, I mean, like in a good way. Like it's it's just it's just long it's and a like drudgery in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a real slog to get through in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I fucking hate this. But I it's just five out of five in a good way. <laughs> it feels like it's on purpose, like you said. Like it just sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I and I mean, I just, yeah. I so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, so again, I don't know uh, if we were talking uh, like you said. What do you say? The Shining? No, two thousand one is your favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. Kubrick your favorite film, Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. And and Kevin, less of a Kubrick head, I guess. Yeah. But would, if would, you had to pick a favorite, Strange Love. Strange Love. Strange Love. 
Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, I'm like, a little like, confused too. <laughs> it's like Strange Love. Was that, was that in the early sixties? Like, 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 when was this? Sixty four. It was in the early sixties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess if I have to choose, I'd go. See, it's not fair either because, like, Full Metal Jacket, I have a lot of just wrap- say Full Metal. Well, Jacket. I have a lot wrapped up in it too. Like, I've read the book. There's nothing wrong with Full Metal, and I love the book. Don't, I, full Metal I, Jacket is fucking fantastic. There's <laughs> nothing I will say that is wrong with the film. It's amazing, but I also think like. I mean, I have the same thing with The Shining. Like, I don't find anything wrong with The Shining at all. I think it's amazing, too. So I think for me, it's just probably tied. whichever uh, one, like, affects you the most. It's probably just whichever one I watched last is my favorite. <laughs> I mean, that's true yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Full Metal Jacket, I wouldn't say that it affects me emotionally necessarily. There are emotional moments in it that are heart-wrenching, but, like, and the, and the ending is dark as fuck. But, like... <laughs> I found, I, like, again, I can't, it's difficult for me at this point because I, I read the book and the book is so good that I tend to be more affected by the book huh. or was Rinse, more affected by the book. Like, the book is, it's not a case where it's better than the film. Like like you said, they're different mediums, but it's, it is like, it's like, it's like reading, it's like watching Full Metal Jacket uncensored. If that makes sense, like if yeah. if Full Metal mm. Jacket is a Hollywood movie, it's like a HBO miniseries or something. This is like the the unfiltered, you know, psychosis of a Vietnam soldier. Oh man, on, spilled out on the page, Ooh. and it's how close is it to the book? It's uh, well, there are two, there are two books. So there's uh, oh, okay. the Short Timers and the Phantom Blooper, which are both by mm. Gustav Hasford, who was mm. a Marine, uh, or I think he was a Marine, and um. He's definitely in the military. Anyways, uh, and apparently uh, the fir- both of the books are follow Joker through the thing. So they're, it's taken from both of them. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's fairly close, I guess. It's like an amalgamation of both books. So. Okay. Cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Full Metal Jacket rules. But this movie's great, too. So I'm, I'm going to give this thing a four and a half. Barry Lyndon, that is. Four and a half. Kevin? Three. Cool. I'm going to give it a solid four. Four. Okay. Well, uh, moving on, uh, I guess we'll do some uh, feedback real quick. Cool. We had a feedback from somebody named Gidget Von LaRue. Cool. <laughs> and she had listened to our episode uh, last week. And she said... Better not be Jordan. She's responding to... I don't think it is. <laughs> she's responding to a um, to our talk about the Oscar nominations and the darkest hour getting one. And we were kind of complaining about that, yeah. even though we haven't seen it. Cause we're just, we're just assholes. And, uh, she <laughs> says that, uh, she says loved Oldman as Churchill. The rest of the actors were parodies. Oldman nails it. My father was in world war two. How about all those superhero movies? Let's stop them. Shall we? History is history. The last hour deserves, she means the darkest hour, but deserves to be up for Oscars. Get out and lady bird. Do not. <laughs> Fighting words, Kevin. Uh, she says, also, where is Molly's game? It was fantastic performance from Jessica Chastain. Loving, Fighting words, John. <laughs> I know, right? Loving the podcast, by the way. By the way, lads, very informative, Gidget Von LaRue. So I was going to mention uh, this at this point, uh, since she mentioned Chastain. Uh, got into a little, got in a little hot water with some people on Facebook. Is about, that right? About Chastain. Oh, God. What did you do now? <laughs> <laughs> what I do now, I um, most violent years, the greatest performance by any female ever. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, they didn't. Uh, I don't even think they mentioned that one. But anyway, some somebody posted 
on uh, I can't get over that shit It's so bad <laughs> Fuck you It's terrible <laughs> Fuck you Get not, you not, not fuck you <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, like we said last episode, Dunkirk was the in the end cap to World War II. Stop making World War II movies. We need a fifty year hiatus. What about okay this? What that. about this Malik thing, though? Uh, he needs to stop. He's already done. Ma- he's already mastered. Right, yeah, War. He's he, mastered World War II. He's done. Right, right, right. <laughs> mastered it. <laughs> um, so uh, somebody posted about. I can't even find the post now. But anyway, somebody posted uh, that. Um, she had been removed. She'd been cut from uh, Xavier Dolan's new film. And I, I posted, losing her from any film is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> She's overrated. Whoa. So, of course, the shitstorm of fanboys, uh, they just lost control. And they were like, you know, She's great. What are you talking about? How can you not like her? She's so amazing. Blah, blah. And I was like, okay, seriously, what has she been great at? Take three hours and watch Tree of Life and get back to me. <laughs> I was like, what has she been great at? I was like, I was like, she's terrible in Tree of Life. Like, she's awful in... in uh, I'm a Tree of Life apologist, and Zero she Dark is 30. so bad in that shit. Yeah, she's awful in Zero Dark Thirty. I was like, what has she been good at? And they're just like, she's great in... In the help, and she's great in this, and she's got, they mentioned all these movies that she's in. Uh, Interst- she's great in Interstellar, <laughs> blah blah blah. Stop, dude. Yeah. No, Interstellar is no, she's, no. I don't even remember her in the movie at all. <laughs> is she in it? Is she? Yeah. In it? <laughs> she's in it. She's. Uh, I said. Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's the daughter, right? I yeah. Said, the yeah. only, the only, sur- I said the only serviceable performance she's. Oh, ever what's had. the daughter's name in the movie? Serviceable. That's your serviceable, word. Yeah. What's yeah. the daughter's name in Interstellar? It's something stupid. Isn't her name Jessica? Like Ferg or something. Oh, it's Ferg. No, no, no. Uh, Murphy. 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 Murph. 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 <laughs> Who wrote this? Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst. But anyways, um, no, Jonathan Nolan's all right. Westworld's cool. Uh, yeah. But uh, Season two? Yeah, it's coming, buddy. It's coming. But uh, I was sad to see Anthony Hopkins return for it. He should not return. What Makes, happened to him in the first season? Did he, he gets die? his head blown off. What the fuck? Spoiler, sorry. Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, have you seen it? I don't remember that either. Well, like the, like the end of it, uh, he reveals that this whole, Rachel, this, this whole thing has been his plan. What's the girl's yeah. name who dated Marilyn Manson who's in it? Oh, yeah. Rose McGowan? No. no. no uh, what is her the, name? The, Rachel something? Uh, yeah. What is her name? I don't know. <laughs> the, gr- the girl from The Wrestler yeah, and yeah, Across yeah. the Universe. Anyways, uh, she shoots him yeah. in the head with a gun. Okay. At the, at the, like, the rewatch gathering or whatever. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the thing. So, the, anyways, yeah. I said the only serviceable performance that Jessica Chastain has ever had is in Molly's game, and she's just that. She's just serviceable. She's not great. So, she's really super overrated, and I don't understand the love for her. But, anyways, mm-hmm. thanks for the uh, email, Gidget, and I uh, hope you can keep listening, even though we hate that actress and we don't like old men as Churchill, even though we haven't seen the movie. So we're not really, and we told you to fuck off. Sorry. Well, that's Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I don't apologize stand by that. I totally apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling bad about it. Instantly. Please keep listening. And, yeah. uh, speaking of Churchill, we have another email from Winston. Get cool. it. Winston yeah. Churchill. Uh-huh. Uh, Winston uh-huh. writes to us. He says, in the opinion of the podcast crew, that'd be us. What is the best Harry Potter film? He's obsessed with it. He just rewatched all the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter films. And what is your hierarchy of the eight films from best to worst? So he Damn wants I, us to, to rank them. I wish I, wish I could remember. I mean, I, we marathon these Yeah, whenever we were, we were living at the apartment. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, and then I saw I saw one recently. Which one was it? Uh, it's, it's my favorite one. 
It's the one with... Uh, oh God, I'm going to have to look it up. You Is guys it talk. the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes. Okay. With Gary Oldman? Yes. Winston Churchill. <laughs> It all comes back. It all it's circular. Comes back. Yes, and Peter and David Thewlis is in that one. Yes, that's yeah. that's yes, the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite one. That's not one. That's not my favorite one. It's dark. My favorite one is Order of the Phoenix, and really? here, here's why: because the only five minutes of that movie that I can remember is the best five minutes in any of the films, which is when Dumbledore battles <laughs> Voldemort. With oh, their, right. With their wands, they like fight each other. That's pretty yeah. cool. I love that. Other than that. I'm not a huge fan of these movies. I could order them, though. I could rank them right now. Best would be Order of the Phoenix. Second best would be... I like the last two. Or the, the, the two-parter. I'm going to count mm. the two-parters as one. So second best would be... I like the last Deathly one. Hallows or whatever. Yeah. Uh, thir- third best would be uh, Half-Blood Prince. Is mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. Fourth best would be... Uh, <laughs> Is that one? <laughs> no. Fourth best would be... Then the, they just go back. The so like, goblin and so the like toenail. So like three, two, one. So like go- <laughs> go- <laughs> goblin, and the goblet of fire, chamber of secrets, and sorcerer's stone. And I don't like either any of those. The first three are pretty. Yeah, they're not good. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, Azkaban. Go- I'm sorry. The third Azkaban's one. the third one. So actually, Azkaban would come before Goblet of Fire. What's the fourth one? Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Oh really? Goblet of Fire, then Order of the Phoenix, then Half Blood Prince, then the two Deathly Hallows. I thought you'd be all over Goblet Goblet of Fire because of Robert Pattinson. No, he's terrible in it. I hate it. I'm actually I'm going to go with the last one as the two parter. That's my favorite one. Fair enough. There, (laughs) Azkaban is the one that 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 cinephiles like because it was directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, I see. Yeah, director of the the Abomination that is Gravity. So yeah, if I was going to rewatch one, it'd be the last two parter. If I was going to rewatch one, I'd shoot myself in the head so I didn't have to. <laughs> Sorry, Winston. Um, You're a fan. Are you a fan? Your favorite favorite Harry Potter film? I not a fan. Uh, not really. They're okay. so forgettable. Like I, yeah. literally, I, I can think of like yeah, two like, scenes in my head right now. They're for people who read the books too. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I yeah, like I was fans ne- of the books. I think. Yeah, yeah, I was never big into the books. Like I started with like uh, the fourth one and then read up from there. But, like, um, I don't know, like, I, you know, as far as, like, young adult fantasy, I'm picking His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman every time over Harry Potter. Hmm. And I realize I'm probably going to get some hate mail for that, because, you know... Harry well, Potter. you know, yeah, let Harry. me just let me just back you up there. As far as YA uh, reading, I just rather put a bullet in my head than read anything written for YA. Well, his dark materials fucking rules. No, it's for children. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never. I don't even know what that is. So it's. <laughs> I definitely just do. I'm just not a big fan of. Especially, and I when I yeah, when I, I was mean, in the pro, when I was in the process of be, of getting my master's degree to to teach children English, everybody was saying. You should be reading all these books. You should read all these YA books. And I was just like, I'm uh, not doing it. Like, I'm not reading YA literature. It's not something I'm interested in. Well, what's the in. age group of that? When does that begin? Like uh, 12, 12 up. Oh, yeah, 12, right. 13 You're getting up. a copy of Dune. That's what you're getting. There, there when you you're go. you're 12. There you go. Actually, yeah, because Dune, <laughs> Dune still fucking rules. I'll teach you a lot. Dune, can, I, I think you could consider Dune YA. I mean, it's not like an adult. You know, it's not like it doesn't yeah. have anything graphic in it or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's, it's like shelved in YA. But, I mean, again, like these kinds of distinctions are kind of arbitrary. And they're new, too. I mean, when, yeah, Dune, yeah. when Dune came out, there was no YA, I don't yeah. think. So it was just kind of like it was just a book written for people. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so if you're young, whatever. Okay, well, uh, thank you for your uh, email as well, Winston. And... Um, that's going to do it for this episode. So 
It's going to be Kevin's pick next time. That's right. I'm excited. What do you got for us, Kev? We are going to watch Watership Down from 1978, directed by Martin Rosen. This is an animated, animated? film? It is an animated yeah. movie. Just cool. out on Criterion Blu-ray. That's right. Well, like a year ago, but still. Yeah. And it's funny that we ended the note on the whole YA thing, because this apparently Watership Down, when the book first came out, they marketed it towards children. But then adults were like, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, this is not for children. Really? Yeah. I've heard it's so, violent. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's the thing. Like, people, people like, oh, it's a book about rabbits. Of course it's for children. Like, no, like, read the book or watch the movie and you'll realize it's not necessarily for children. Okay. Excited to see this. Are so. you a big Shins fan? You mean the band? Yeah. No, I mean your Shins. Do you love your Shins? <laughs> Can't no, live yeah, without the them. I, they wrote a song called Red Rabbits, and I oh, think okay. that it's something to do with this. I'm not, I yeah, be totally I, wrong I've, I've heard of the band, but I can't say that I've ever actually heard a song by it. If him. it is about that, if, if that's, that song is about this, we know what song is opening the next podcast. So, Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what, one, is that from one of their recent records? It's from Wincing the Night Away, which is uh, three, two records ago now. Ugh. But it's actually a really good record. Actually, good? That song's terrible, but the, the oh. rest of the songs oh. on the record are amazing. Really? Yeah. Okay. If you're gonna, if you're gonna listen to any shins, stay with the first three. That's it. After that, it's a train wreck. Yeah, first two are good, especially yeah. that most recent one. That's just him by himself. It's garbage. Yikes, Mercer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. That's gonna do it for our show. What's that? Uh, that was me turning the microphone. It sounded like a like a just a guttural like fart. Oh. <laughs> Like we're Whoa. we're in the belly of the Whoa. whale. Yeah. yeah. Help us. That sounds crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this show. Thanks for listening. And if you want to write to us, uh, write to us at feedback at filmiacpodcast.com. Visit our blog at filmiacpodcast.com. We've been posting multiple times a day recently. Uh, lots of new trailers and news items and opinion pieces. And maybe one day even Jonathan will contribute to it. We'll see. Uh, I don't even know how to log in. <laughs> I sent you the stuff to log in, man. Anyway. Cool. If you write Rank your just, favorite Deep Space Nine episodes, man. Send it to me. I'll yeah. post it. Nobody gives a shit about that. That doesn't matter. Everybody nobody does. Wa- nobody goes to our blog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. We'll start. To, we, should, we should seriously consider a spinoff. Uh, Deep Space Nine podcast, and I'll, if you want to rewatch them, I, I'll watch I, them a, a spinoff TV podcast. Spinoff TV, yeah. Meaning what? Like Frasier and so so we do seasons in that one, right? So we'll be like this season on our podcast, we're going to review every episode of Frasier. That's insane. This season on the podcast, we're going to we'll see every- in six months when I'm done watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many seasons is it? It's like eleven oh, Deep, seasons. Deep Space Nine is seven. Oh. Frasier's like eleven. Frasier's 11. Frasier's yeah, 11. eleven. Yeah, and there's like. 20, 30 episodes a season? Uh, in there's, Frasier, a lot. There's, there's a lot. There's 24, I think. Okay. God. It's crazy how now, like, shows are just, oh, okay, new season, 10 episodes. Well, no, episodes. no, 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 no. Not for, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah? No. All the Netflix shit? All the Netflix shit is Netflix shit. If you're talking about network TV, like what oh, Frasier is. Oh, network TV. Yeah, network yeah, TV yeah, has yeah. the same, I, I forget that that still episodes in a, se- in a season. <laughs> yeah. That's true, I guess. Yeah. So, like, something like, uh... I don't know, The New Girl or whatever fucking show, Two Broke right. Girls or whatever shows they're on now. Big Bang Theory has 24 episodes in the season, you know? And people eat that shit up. 
Speaking of Star Trek Discovery, you mentioned earlier, I downloaded, I uh, not downloaded, but I uh, was on Amazon and they're like, oh, stars, or no, CBS Access free trial, three yeah. days. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to watch this shit. Watch the first two episodes, it's horrible, it's so bad. Oh, you did watch it's it. It's so <laughs> fucking bad. Really? It looks, and J.J. Abrams like, through and through. There's so much fucking lens flare, it's insane. <laughs> did he direct any of them? I don't or? think so. But it's just they're totally inspired by the new movies. Right. There's like right. no depth at all. It's just like action, 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 action. How's just, Michelle Yeoh? She's hard. I mean, she's kind of hard to understand. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like it's it's. I don't know why they put her as the captain. Like I'm just like it's a little xenophobic of you. I'm sorry, but it's like I'm, I mean I'm sorry, but it's like it really is. Like I'm like I. She says like stuff really fast, and I'm like I can't. I don't know. Turn on the said. subs. I don't want to do that. But the uh, the other girl, she's like really actually, she's really good. But did you watch the episode where they said fuck? No, I didn't say fuck yet. Well, they might have. I don't think so though. Isn't that weird that they did that? It's weird. It I is found weird. that really strange. I haven't watched any Star Trek, but I feel like it's strange that they. It's not good that. though. I, I don't. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Star Trek needs to go away as well. World War Two and Star Trek go away for fifty years. Fifty years. Fifty years. Fifty year lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that's going to do it then. So uh, thanks for listening, and until next time, uh, hang in there. Never surrender. <laughs> <laughs>